0: Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. Here we'll be discussing just about anything and everything as it relates to scale models, so buckle up for what we believe will be an exciting journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a regular part of your modeling bench sessions. Now here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White.
1: What's up, geeks? podcast episode 10 coming at you got uh nemo here got darren got whitey got Frill. what's up homies how's it going what y'all yes. doing
0: it, it it feels weird it feels weird being here on a monday evening instead of our normal sunday
2: yeah, yeah i know for, uh, I, 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 I sliding I, it to the right for me
0: I I, I can yeah. have a beer instead of a <laughs> cup of coffee You can a little little strange.
1: Yeah, but it's it's good, good, man. It's good. Well, we're going to have an awesome show today. We're uh, just real quick. We'll our, uh, topic for today will be mojo killers and how to overcome them. So I don't know if you guys have, we've all got a little mojo killers. And, uh, so we'll get into that The main topic a little bit later, but we got, we got lots of, lots of stuff to talk about. um, want to say a big thank you to David Waples from Westminster, Colorado. He is our sponsor for this episode. So thank you, David. Appreciate it. And um, let's just dive right in. So um, lots going on here in the model world, getting ready for Nats. Shows are coming back. It's awesome. So, hey, man, just got to, again, just thank everybody for for listening. Still, episode 10, it's just kind of crazy that we're already on episode 10. But uh, yeah. anyway, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, this one, it'll be a, th- hopefully this will be another lively show. Some nice friendly banter back and forth. And, um, you know, maybe a sea story or two thrown in there just for fun. But um, anyway, it's all good. Happy to have you guys on board and, uh, and listening. So, all right. On to the geeks, the bench, the old bench. What are you guys doing on your bench? Darren. Take it away, homie. What you got on your bench?
0: What do I have on my bench?
1: What I do have, you have on your bench?
0: I have the Tamia F4B on my what? bench right now. Ooh! I posted. I posted pictures
1: earlier today <laughs> of the cockpit. <laughs> you did. Okay. So, so let me ask. Let me ask you because it's going to be asked, and I think I've seen it,
0: but it's probably been asked. I think I know you're. It's going the. With
1: that. It, yep, the de- your instrument dials, which look absolutely fantabulous. Thank you. So I think I, I read that uh, the best way to get them to lay down, you just kind of cut them into sections and then positioned yes. each little section then hit it with some strong and money. Yes,
0: that's right. So it it's a process. Uh, and I want to thank uh, our little Model Geeks text group we've got going well, because Justin really lended a, a hand to that as well. It was actually, the – we were looking at some other decal instrument panels and had a little text thing going back and forth. And it was brought up. Uh, I think Frildo was involved in that and, and Whitey as well. And we were talking about cutting the decals instead of punching them out, just cutting them into like quarters.
3: Yeah, I've done easier. that
0: before. Yep. Makes it easier to line up. And and I'm not going to lie to you. Those are not lined up perfect. It's very hard to line decals up perfectly unless you cut each yep. one out an in individual.
1: And, and the even all, then. The only way you can. The only way you can see that is with the, the, the old zoom that's right. on the phone, you know, that's right. naked eye, even with spectacles yeah. on and you're, yeah, you can't see yeah. that stuff. So, and they look, it looks, I looked at it and I was like, he's cheating. What are you doing? <laughs> he's cheating? cheating. Why are you cheating? I'm and not you're cheating.
0: Like, I'm not cheating. Nope.
3: Well, Show us like, you're rich looks, without actually
1: saying you're rich. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It,
3: it looks,
1: yep. that's, that's when you know you're good. When you're, when it looks like you're cheating,
0: but you ain't cheating. I didn't cheat. So I what Sweet. I did was so like all the little uh, cage knobs, I just put a little dot in there so that they would poke through and uh put them on set them with some mark fit and let them dry that was the key let it let it set overnight I actually hit them like 3 times and just let them set in and let them do their thing uh and then went back with um some micro crystal clear Put it on the dial faces, let that dry completely, and then I went and uh, I put the liquid mask over each one, and then hit it with a dull coat to kind of tone down the that real glossy black squares. Yeah, and then pulled them off and hit them with a little crystal clear again, and there you go. Boom! It was dulled down. It It, it looks
1: really good. So yeah, hey, I was I I literally thought you were like, man, why is he using the Quinta? How did he get that stuff? There's the no Quinta not yet. Even out, yeah, man, it looked good. It looks, uh, but I, I do want to talk a little bit, just one little, one little talk, one little chat. Uh oh, oh yeah, about your ADI, which looks perfect, by the way, because that's how it looks, all crooked like. Yep. And there were a couple couple folks that were What's like, an ADI. Uh,
0: why is that crooked? That would be your artificial um, horizon. Yes.
3: Or attitude direction indicator.
0: Or
1: that. Yeah. So that's the one that has the little, usually it's a, you have the, the upper lighter color and then the, you know, it's either white or maybe a light blue or a light gray. And then the bottom will be black. Yes. Which people need to know that
0: without power gyros don't work and they just kind of drift off where they want to go until you put power on and they suck right back where they're supposed to be. As that
3: sucker spins down.
0: Yep. it will uh it will start to tumble and
3: that's how you get off all weird looking
1: the i think every i have of all the thousands of times that I have hopped into a cockpit how many times have I ever seen a gyro upright and perfect never zero never, never. never. ever well
3: our pilots did because the fVs pre-flighted that stuff before they ever showed up flight station was ready to go.
1: I'm saying story. on a on an aircraft that has never been... If you don't put power on it, then when you first walk up to the aircraft, the gyro is going to be wherever it yep. was when the aircraft shut I down. I don't
0: care so, if it's an A320 or a Cessna 152.
1: Yep. It will not be there. It will not be yep. there. That's so. right. So just if there's any questions about accuracy of Darren's gyro... It is like uber spot on. And we ain't talking a sandwich. We ain't talking a sandwich.
0: (laughs) It would be a euro.
3: That's right. A a A Euro.
1: But it looks good. Thank you. It it looks good.
0: And let me tell you, it is a fun, fun kit. Uh, I I, I couldn't wait. I know, Scott, we were supposed to do a a side-by-side. You
1: know, that's my fault, man, for dilly-dallying with my martyr one.
0: I want to have it done before Mosquito Con. So I had to. And, and you know, yeah. also, I, I want to say thank you again to, uh, to Mia USA because they, they gave these to us. And I really, I really want to have this review done and have it built before, uh, they release the kit. So, uh, I yeah, started. Man. I've got the uh, nose wheel well done. I've got the cockpit done. I've got to do the, uh, exhaust cans and i can close up the fuselage and then i will be able to put out the first update video on it so uh cool man here before the weekend hopefully it'll be out. good deal but that's on my bench and I, i put everything i pulled a little uh advice from spencer pollard in that last interview i listened to of his i put everything away yeah i cleaned up my desk i put all the paints out there that i need for the kit and I'm not doing anything else.
1: That's you know. I wish I could do that. I'm just you know, and that's, too many squirrels running around to do it. I'm,
0: nope. I'm horrible. not letting squirrels. I got 22 sitting over good. here. I see a squirrel. I'm shooting some bitch.
1: <laughs> I'm not
0: got doing you. it. I'm not doing it. the old man. Yep. I ain't doing yeah. it. Yeah. Good. Well. Cool. Well. Good can't luck can't on that. that thing, man. well get I'll, I'll get mine. I'll get
1: mine rolling too, because I want to have mine ready for Nat. So I. But I just I. The SU-27 is calling my name. Anyway, I'll get on that later. But anyway, cool, man. Well, thanks. Thanks, Darren. There you Um, go. All right. Ferrodo, what you got, man? What's on your bench?
0: It ain't a tracker.
1: That's right. It is 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 not a tracker,
3: but it is some stuff to go with the tracker for the base because, Uh, as everybody knows, that when I scratch-built the rear cabin area, I lost any place that I could really stash any weight to keep it from being a tail sitter. So, um, are talking to Darren, I was like, man, I really had to get some of those like very small earth magnets because the nose wheel, I had already pre-drilled kind of pre-drilled it out for the metal pin. Cause I was going to originally just pin the gear and the nose wheel and kind of just tack it in with some, uh, gator glue or whatever else kind of keep the nose down. Yeah. And, uh, so and I did on purpose the left nose wheels where I had the hole drilled. So, and it was just tacked on with a, uh, with a tiny little bit of super glue. So I just popped the wheel off real quick, board out the hole that I made and the earth magnet fits right. Perfect inside there. And cool, man. I just have to go. And whenever I get around to finishing the base for it, countersink the the hole in the base to put the other magnet so that when I put it on that magnet will keep
0: the nose wheel. They'll keep it the nose wheel on the deck. Were those the uh, two mil or the one mil magnets? Those were the uh, one bitty, mil. Yeah, the little yeah. bitty ones, and they fit
3: perfectly in, 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 the, in the width of a nose wheel on I, that thing. So on the I royal resin nose wheel,
0: I may actually do the ordinance on this F four with these magnets.
3: You know, you see a lot of people I, swinging I, 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 that I way now. Do that. A lot I, of do, I, yeah, a lot of people do that. Yeah, I may do that. Cool, <clears throat> and. uh still tinkering with the a4m i still gotta paint the ordnance and finish the gear and i'll be able to move that along and then the other one of the other kits that tamia sent us that kitten craft rad i've been uh working on it it should be done this week i finished a trailer up today the basic weathering is done now i'm just going to go in and weather it up a little bit more and then paint these figures this will be the first time i've ever painted 35th scale figures and I'm thinking about making a diorama with it, and I'm going to call it Where's the Beer? Because the little trailer. And I figured they'd be having his
0: beer and his wiener schnitzels
3: in it so like for a barbecue. So they're going to be like, where's the beer?
0: Let me throw a word of advice out there. Those 35th scale figures, <laughs> I watched Uncle Night Shift last week. He didn't put one out Holy this past goodness. Friday. His that second dude... time doing figures in Out Crazy. of This World crazy yeah they're really good i watched that video too to kind of i was like
1: damn get son, some ideas I do me some figures
0: it makes me want to i got this little uh i, I got this little pinup pilot right here 35th figure i want to do her now
1: yeah I, I i i was i was like wow he's man that's just talent though that, that guy that's just that's just not fair unbelievable you know? well i think i'll try this i've never done this before perfect i i, watched, then,
0: I watched the video and actually thought about quitting and and just becoming a professional alcoholic (laughs) after that (laughs) (laughs) i I did for about 15 minutes and that's it yeah yeah good and then so
3: cool man once those are done and i should have them done hopefully this week or next uh then i've got the special hobby 30 second scale x15 a2 which chris Dirks was nice enough to lend me the hypersonic books on it which have awesome awesome detailed pictures of it and so I'm gonna get on that, and hopefully have that here on the bench for too long.
0: Cool, man. Hey, I just Good really want to go on the record when I said that about you know quitting the hobby and becoming a professional alcoholic. I, I thought <laughs> I thought about it for a second, and then I was then I was told that I could do both. So
1: yeah, I just, <laughs> works hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. You
2: get dental with that? Cool.
0: Uh, yeah, There's a. Re- <laughs> Oh, never mind. That's going to get into the whole retiree thing and all
2: that. So yeah, there you go. Oh
1: man, AARP. Right. Whitey, what's up, man? What do you What do you got on your bench? What you've been working on?
2: Hey, uh, so I'm done with the S3. I posted some photos of that up on Woo! our page. Um, That's awesome, And then man. continuing on with the Operation Desert Storm uh, theme. I guess this would be technically an Operation Granby subject then because uh, i'm, yeah. I'm going to do the uh desert babe tornado the Ravel eduard boxing of the tornado so I, i've started into that sometime last week i started into it uh was gone over the weekend so i didn't get anything done but um prior to starting into it though i i gotta um uh, if you're gonna build one of these i'll point you in the direction of uh Genesis Designs and Modelcraft uh, this young lady out of England who's got a uh, Facebook page and a YouTube channel as well does some some really great videos and she's building one of these and you know it's not a it's not a Tamiya Hasegawa kit um these things have um nope. and we'll go right along great with today's main topic for sure um <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm watching her videos and taking lots of notes as I go and I'm trying not to get down in the weeds and that's, you know, trying to resist the urge to, uh, buy a bunch of aftermarket because it is the Eduard Boston box and it's already got some pretty cool aftermarket stuff in there. Um, I almost, I almost picked up the, um, uh, cockpit and wheel wells for it. Like, like, cause that's what she's using and I, they really look yeah. good. Um, but then I, you know, I pumped the brakes on that cause I was like, you know what, I'm going to use what's in the box. Um, you know, so I'm going to use the Eduard colored panels for the uh, photo edge panels for the, for the cockpit display and, yeah. and, and all that yeah. stuff. And um, for the wheel wells, they are, you know, out of the box, they're pretty bland and basic. Uh, so I got to hit up some references and I'm just going to throw some, some uh, details into there. And again, not going crazy with the cheese whiz, but just getting something in there to make it look, you know, dress it up some because they're pretty wide open, those thing, the wheel wells on the tornado, they stare right at you. Yeah. So, but her, her videos, again, Genesis Design and Model Craft, uh, YouTube or Facebook page, check her out. She does some uh, really good work. And um, her, uh, the dialogue uh, is, is great, easy to follow along with and everything like that. She's uh, real sharp with it. I'll tell you, you what. You
0: know, the, I, I, you're right. She is, she does some great work and, and, what I really like is how modest she is about everything. You know, she's yeah, she's very yeah. down to earth she, and really good at explaining what she's doing and yep. and what's wrong with the kit and how to fix things. Uh, yeah, and, she, and there's a lot wrong with this I, kit. I know that she's published in several different uh, uh,
2: magazines. And yeah, yeah. And if you go on I mean, YouTube and check out episode three of this build. Um, she talks about the wings with the, you know, so this kid, you can, you can have the wings spread or you can have them swept back or you can leave the flaps and slats and everything up and have them work. Yeah. I plan on doing what she's doing and having fixed spread on deck, pre-flight, whatever. And, uh, she gets into, um, getting the, uh, the the proper, um, degree spread, degree of the spread. Yeah. Uh, the, the minimum, I guess it would be the minimum. Spread yeah, then, like
3: right 20, 27 degrees or twenty four degrees something like that.
2: Yeah, twenty five or something like that. But yeah. any at any rate, she covers that and how to fill the because the kit you're gonna have an exposed area of wing that you know in in real life it should be wing there and there's not with the kit. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I'm uh, I'm gonna follow follow along with her on that and uh, fix that fix that uh part of the kit. Uh, But again, uh, thanks for uh, sliding to the right. Here we are. You know, we mentioned we were recording on a Monday. I was out of town. Went down to Florida with the wife for the weekend. Just a quick trip. And um, lo and behold, there was an air show in town. uh, There you go. (laughs) On on the beach. And uh, caught caught the Blue Angels flying in their new jets. Uh, So that was a fun day. uh, You know, a literal... Day at the beach, right there, man. That was cool. Mama Day weekend, cool,
0: you got the best of both worlds. She got her Mama Day weekend, you got an
2: air show, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. We had a good time. Good. Good deal.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks, Whitey. Um, yeah, I thought your your S three. Holy jeez, man! It just uh, you always pick such unique schemes. You know, I'd never seen that particular scheme before. Uh, that's almost like a mid viz. Type of scheme where it's not high vis, it's not low vis, it's kind of a mix. And yeah. uh, I thought your execution was freaking um, is it awesome. It's I can't wait to see it in person. It, it I mean, I've seen time parts thing, uh, of it. Yeah, it's neat, man.
0: You know, on our uh, on our page, we get to see the insights and stuff. And that that post with those pictures has gone, in my opinion, viral. When it comes to Facebook pages, I mean, it just went nuts. People went crazy yeah. over it
1: it's right. beautiful. That's cool. The tracker too, man. Both the that those two builds. So the tracker and from frildo and then Whitey's S three. Man, I mean, they're that's they're reaching people. So I think that's it. Just speaks to the quality of the yeah. build. People are like, holy crap, check this out. So yeah, yeah even I'm like, wow, that looks freaking amazing. That's cool. I'm glad it's
2: done though. Yeah, I'm sure. Now my own modest self will, you know, it has its warts. Of course, I mean it's not yep. flawless at all.
1: Uh, well, they all show
2: do a show winner, probably not. But I'm happy with how it come out, and you know that's probably you know a number one right there. Be happy to, be to, to, to
1: yeah. hear you guys say that kind of stuff, and then we go to Nats and you guys are like clean house. <laughs> yeah. It's just you're like, oh, it's not going to win anything. <laughs> For real, how many awards did you get at Nats? Five. You know, I mean, you know, why do how many did you get? eight or what you know i'm just like yeah they're they're amazing to see up close and you know you guys put a lot of work into them so you know and that's that's cool that that it's reached so many people that's that's amazing so anyway yeah well cool well as for what i've got going on i finished up the martyr one it was an awesome kit the only uh nitpick that i have with the kit and and i will chalk this up like i said in my my little um message there on on facebook on the model geeks page it's because i'm not an armor builder so it took me a while to figure out how to build the tracks because they're all plastic so there's a certain way that you got to build the tracks together and be able to put everything together and um, i must confess um i snapped off one of the axles trying to get the uh, the tracks attached. So I ended up having to get another kit so that I could rebuild it. And that's what took me so long to build it is that I had to, I kind of, that was operator air. I totally hosed it on my end, you know, just trying to force something that didn't need to be forced. So that's happens to all of us. You know, I just, like I said, I got another, got another kit.
2: Well, all, and, we're all about full disclosure.
1: Yeah. So it's just, you know, but I, I was real, the, the kit itself um is just i mean i i it just takes a couple of days to put it together it's just just beautiful engineering and just make sure that if if you do build it like the second time around i was able to i painted all of the pieces on the interior crew compartment uh, before i put them together because there were some spots where you couldn't actually get your airbrush in and i could kind of You know, if I shined a light on it, I can, I could see plastic a little bit. So I just painted all that beforehand. And then, um, I thought that the fit and everything else. And then once I figured out how to do the tracks, no issues at all. And it went together really well and had a really good time doing it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And, uh, again, to me, thank you so much, uh, for uh, giving the kit, uh, to us to, to take a, a crack at and build it. And I highly, 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 highly recommend it. It's a great. Great kit. And then now that that's done, I'm going to start working on the, uh, SU 27. Um, and, uh, really kind of been, um, itching to get back on the 32nd scale FW 190 but I am going to try and get back on the one kit at a time. Vice, the seven squirrels that I got running around right now, I put them all back in the cage. So they're all back except the SU 27. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks guys for the updates from your benches. Uh, I know you guys are doing great work and um, yeah, it was, it's, it's great to see the the pictures and hopefully we can make it to some shows and uh, folks can, can check them out. Um, All right. Moving on to uh, geek news. So we've been, been calling it news from the geeks notes and news from the geeks newts and nose Newt, newts and we're, knows. newts and knows. we're, we're just going to call it geek news so here we are with the geek news so um <laughs> as far as new kits coming out i haven't seen a whole lot of new kits coming out just in the last you know couple of weeks um you know i think from show i don't know if you guys have seen any uh but i, I just haven't been you know work's been getting the best of me so i haven't had any Done any big time research into new kits that are coming out? Which I'm sure there's there's always a few new kits. You guys aware of any uh, new kits coming out this? I just saw a
0: post about Kinetic coming out with another T45, uh, and I I I, I'm hoping uh, you know from uh, God willing the creek don't rise. It's a new it's a new mold, okay? (laughs) Hey, Kinetic.
2: I mean I, mean, give I would
0: give Pincelli
1: a, a call mold. and say, Hey Gabe, will you please yeah. help me here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call Gabe.
0: Call Gabe. Um, call Gabe. So they had that one and
2: there was another one that came out that just They've got an yeah, F sixteen D what forty coming as well, the Israeli uh the but, Israeli right, version cool. with the with the big spine down the back and it's got that really cool missile That's that sweet. it carries. So did is it a new mold or did they just add the spine and the uh the missiles. I would say that that's probably what they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, saying with the, I know with that the T forty five, I would doubt it's a new yeah, tool. I like doubt it very. I mean, I've yeah, got yeah. the uh I've got one. Have of you built one? What's the here? deal with it? Because I have one, and I I've got the in, I've, I've, got yeah, this,
0: uh, I've got the C down here with the two bobs decals in it. The uh anniversary, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, edition. But
2: what's the uh I know I, there's I, some bit here and there but i mean yeah back stuff like that though what are we what are we talking yeah, that's, I, that's, I, to
1: be honest with you whitey i don't know ask gabe built one and um he's got you know several thousand hours in t45s and and i think he's got all the the do's and the don'ts for the t45 but for that particular kinetic model but i think it was it was a it was work to get it yeah. to where where he could finish it
0: yeah which seems to okay, be so, the uh for the core fl- here
1: so. yeah except for that freaking uh truckara well, that was one of the it's ear- one of the earlier kits
2: yeah. too right yeah 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 you it's it's, I mean, it's it's fairly old yeah that truckara
1: so though i it seems like that there were some builds online with that thing
0: yeah to try to compare really it to cool
1: the, yeah yeah
0: yeah i just got a little turned off with the hornet you know i got a lot of money invested in hornets down here and i was really yeah. disappointed You know there, so uh, maybe I'm a little jaded, but yeah. Sack up, man. Yeah. Anyhow, I sent (laughs) I sent a picture to you guys earlier there, uh, Nemo of a new Martyr One from ICM. You want to try that? Saw that.
1: I saw that. (laughs) Um, I will have to say, politely, uh, no. Okay. Well,
0: that's another new kit.
1: Anyhow, (laughs) yeah. No. However, when we get to What we bought this week. We haven't quite got there yet. I'll I'll fill you in on some details anyway. So there you go. New kits.
3: Furball to go along with his um, Navy F4B sheet. He's got a Marine F4B sheet coming out as well.
1: Yes, he does. With some very good, interesting markings. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And also, too, I saw on Facebook today. I think it was today. Today or yesterday. Speed Hunter Graphics has another sheet coming out. and It's got F16s and F4C/Ds on it. Yeah, I Size think That's for our, the yeah, that's,
1: that's I think are those Oh, he's got a it's a 48 scale cuz I know he had some 32nd yeah. scale stuff on Spru Brothers. Uh, those particular sheets I saw those on there the other day, but um yeah, they and had the marking modern. I guess
3: is Texas International Guard. Yeah. New F16. They got that
1: They got that new paint scheme that all gray. Yeah, that's on there. Gray. Yeah. Yep, yep cool all right shows we're all in on nats man that is that i can't wait for it to get here booking tickets booking hotel rooms most of the geeks have already booked hotels we're going to be there so come look for us we'll be um i think it's if you're looking at the the layout you have the layout of the um where the the registration and check-in all that good stuff is and then you kind of if you walk in to the main um, room where the the display area is for all the models, and then if you you know, kind of walk down the corridor, just before you get to the end of that particular big hallway, we'll we'll be there. If you're walking down the corridor, we'll be there on your right, just at the corner. And uh, so please, we'll have a, a table down there. We'll have um, you know our our uh, our banner sitting out there, so we'll should be easy to find. Please, please, please come and say hi. Just come sit down, shoot the the breeze with us, talk to us, and uh, we'll have hopefully have some models sitting out there. I'll definitely put some in the, uh, in, the in the contest showroom as well. But please come come talk to us. i um, would love to to meet everybody. And I think we're gonna try to go to old uh mosquito con
0: too. Never been to New Jersey for mosquito con, so this is gonna be a great time. Have I you think. been to New Jersey? Yes, before. I go to Lakehurst. Does that count? Ah, I went to
3: Mosquito Con in, I think it was 2009, and it was a good show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. had a good time.
1: It. Yeah, my, uh, my grandmother, she's, she's well, she's dead now, but she was there <laughs> living in Jersey. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, we'd, we'd uh, take the train up there, grab a couple drinks, what not, what have you, diddly d- binks, what not. You know, have some good food, some sausage, whatever, you know, and then uh, we go into the city, you know, have a beer, two, some pizza, you know, fantastic. (laughs) Okay. Very Uh, good. Very nice. All right. New Jersey. Oh boy. So you're in. uh, Make sure you bring your shoes and your glasses when (laughs) you go there. So you have them okay very good so i take on it, with the show boys
0: i take it you're in then
1: yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh, my, my my whole family's my well jersey and new york and texas <laughs> what a combo boy <laughs> i was born in new york city and then i moved to corpus Christi, texas when i was like 11 days old got that jet fuel in my in my lungs and the smell and that's why I love airplanes. No, back, anyway, then,
0: back then, it was smoking in the aft end of the airplane. It always. was.
1: It was. It was. I still remember that. That's great. crazy. Well, oh, I do, too. Not that about. day, but, well, yeah, when we used to fly, and they smoking or non-smoking? Uh, smoking.
0: <laughs> I remember. Kidding. I remember uh, <laughs> flying around in the H3s back in the 80s and still had ashtrays in them.
1: Oh, God. P3 still now. has ashtrays? Yeah. 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 That was I funny. never flew. Yeah.
3: The first time I ever flew when I was 19 years old and I left Jacksonville, Florida and headed up to Great Lakes, Illinois. I was yep. so confused. Like, thank God I was with three other guys who we were all shipping out together. I didn't know where to go. You're know, like, oh, yeah, go to the baggage. Yeah, go to the ticket counter to check in and get your ticket. And cause they gave you a voucher that you had to turn in at the ticket agent to get your ticket, your actual plane ticket, paper tickets. Back in the day, we had paper tickets.
1: Yeah, And
3: yeah. it was TWA. And for the longest time,
0: you know, they make really good out. tea. They make really What's good that? tea. <laughs> TWA makes really good tea. <laughs> yeah. Cause there, there's nothing as good as a hot cup of TWA tea. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And say, so, yeah, that was the first time I ever flew 19 years. Wow. Old.
1: Yeah. But good times, man. I, uh, All right. Well, go ahead. Sorry, Darren. Let's go say, ahead.
0: I, I, I may or may not had, Several flights on C-130s where they'd get up to altitude and the, uh, pilot in command would light the smoking lamp, <laughs> but you had yeah. to go back in the ramp area with the coffee cup full of yeah. stuff. And those were the days, man.
1: Those, those were the days. Now they are not the days. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Thank God too, man. Cause you imagine how
3: yeah. bad they would smell, uh, like in doing a deployment yeah. in the desert. And you just look up oh.
0: and you see nicotine in the tube.
1: Man, and just we were sailors. We oh. didn't give
0: a flying rat's ass about the
2: smell. <laughs> uh, the nicotine, the you do when it's hot. Ugh.
1: Yeah. It, no thanks.
2: You know. Yeah. From tearing down airliners when I worked as an A it's gross. All right. I'm yeah. Let me say that. Once you once you rip all that cool lining that you see, mm-hmm. and you get a look at the vents and, sh- yeah, oh. it's I've I've. <laughs> I've replaced some cabin <laughs> filters. Hair, hair and skin, I've, or more commonly called dust, right? You know, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's really what it is. I've 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 replaced some
0: cabin filters in some cars, uh, smokers' cars that were pretty nasty <laughs> with uh, nicotine yeah. uh, and stuff. So, yeah,
2: I, I get it, but, uh, you know. Smoking <laughs> on an airplane just, it makes no sense. We didn't think about Here, that back yeah. then. Just take the yeah. cigarette and go sit on that can of gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man,
1: that's oh, a good you, idea. Hey, and the oh, oxygen hey.
3: masks come down. Oxygen is flowing, even
2: though your bag may not be inflating. Yeah. That's well, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, we All used right. to go to the FAA facility uh, when I was a Tacoma crewman because we we're right out there at Tanker Air Force Base. And we would go through the airline. Um, you know, they had their little uh, mock-ups and things like that. And uh, one of the guys who used to run it was great. He had a, a zillion stories. And, um, you know, one of the things he used to say, you know, to put it in perspective is, okay, go to your city, uh, you know, your city uh, managers and tell them you're going to open up a nightclub, um, you know, but it's only going to be, in, a, you know, in, in this big, long tube of pipe. And you're going to be, a, you know, you're going to stick 130 people in there, serve drinks, and then uh, run gasoline through it uh, underneath the floor, you know. <laughs> You think you're going to get the permit? No. (laughs) What what could go wrong? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, and I forgot about the part where you're going to take it 30,000 feet in the air, too. You know, so it is kind of crazy when you, you know, wow. Yeah. Let's have cigarettes and drinks at 30,000 feet, man. Woo. All right. Let's do modeling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, before we, before we roll off from, uh. The old geek news. Did you guys buy anything good in the last couple of weeks? Uh, anything?
3: N- I got some stuff from UMM. I got the U.S. Navy torpedo trolley and a couple Mark forty six torpedoes that I'm thinking about putting next to the tracker on the base. And That's oh, and uh, Chris Dirks let me borrow those X fifteen books. So that's about it.
2: Cool. Why do you? you what? You, you shouldn't get? give those back to him you No, i'm keep gonna him. keep them
3: <laughs> like what's he
0: gonna do
2: he's never yeah he's never gonna leave me chris you're not well, getting them back well what, 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 what was
0: that why do you said before the the show started well he won't see those for another two years that, yeah it'll be a good couple <laughs> <years>. <laughs> it <was four>. he <laughs> said <laughs> another four years
3: four
1: yeah, years four, four years four years
0: <clears throat> yeah
1: cool man yeah um, I, Darren, did you get anything? Why did you get any? I mean, uh, why do you got
2: a Why do you got a book?
1: Right. You got, yeah, I got a reference book.
2: book. Yeah. Sweet. Let me talk about this real quick. Um, this yeah, is a man. book by, um, a guy, a gentleman by the name of, uh, okay. I hope I don't butcher this German fellow by the name of Boris Burkart. And, um, I, I've been talking, chatting with this guy for about the last two years or so on uh, Facebook. Um, he's a frequent visitor to a couple of C2 cod sites, uh, in the VRC 50 site. Um, I worked with CODs early in my career, so I'm familiar with the airplane and everything. Um, I wish I had this when I built my kinetic kit, and now I'm going to have to get myself another one now. Um, but anyway, it's uh, the book is called Grumman C2A Greyhound Cod, um, and you can get it at, let's see, c- www.c2greyhound.com. Go to that site, and all of... Uh, the information for ordering one is online. You can pay for it via PayPal. Uh it was forty five bucks. And just uh to give you a, a, a visual, it's kind of laid out like a squadron um walk around or the in action books. So it's it's that type of format, A4 saw cover format. And it's uh packed with photos. Um let's see, it's total page count. Got a hundred pages here all-color photos, um, some diagrams nice. of the interiors, uh, tons of detail photos. Uh, it really fantastic book. I mean, I, I just got it in the mail today and just and briefly page through it. And one thing I like about it is he has he covers every airplane by bureau number in order. Um, and then, you know, and at the end of that, then, you, then it rolls into the walk-around photos. And he had really good, great access um to the squadrons uh that fly these things vse 40 vse 30 Uh, so access into the hangars during you know phase maintenance when the airplane is stripped down and opened up and uh, so if you if you're looking for detailed photos of of the c2 man this is it right here um uh, again i'm i I wish i had one built my first card now i'm going to I'm going to have to get me another one now and do one with the wing spread. Hey, you know, so good excuse for me to buy another one and cool. great, great job on the book.
3: You know, I heard an interesting tidbit a while back about the cod and I haven't gone back to verify to make sure it's true or not. And maybe why you can shed the light on this. But I heard that the C2 Greyhound is the only airplane in the Navy. That has gone back into production after the production line had closed down.
2: They went back and opened the production line up again to yeah. kick off a few more. And that's covered here in the book. And actually, the the, 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 the C2s that we know are technically C2A ours. Ours, right. Uh, and yep. Yeah. And, and well, oh, cool. Yeah, you just they confirmed did, uh, it. They, they, they opened up the, the line because there was talk of replacing it with something else. Uh, of course, they did try the, um, well, I can't say the US-3 was a direct replacement because that wasn't the case. That was used for just other other logistics. But there were other airframes tossed around. One of them was like an F, um, oh, God, I'm going to forget the uh, designation. It's a Fokker jet airliner. Oh, man, can't remember it. But anyway, there was, there's artist renditions and mock-ups out there of that thing with folded wings and a... Uh, and a ramp coming off the back, and the bottom line is they weren't going to get jet engines into the back of those yep. things, so yeah, and the cod was uh i, I still don't uh, you know they're replacing these things now with the uh with the v twenty two uh good luck to them and everything, but it, it's kind of like my feelings of the kc one thirty five you know you're building new tank is to replace one thirty fives why not build new one thirty fives there
3: you go. there you go you know, you go. I, I don't, yeah. you
2: know cool. Good deal, man. Um, um, yeah. Anybody
1: else buy anything? I I got I, a few things. I got. So Darren, what'd you get? I, this week? I. Well,
0: we've been talking about airplanes, man. And I hate to be the the Debbie Downer here, but I got myself a new car. <laughs> and actually, uh, I picked up a, a Tamiya one twenty four scale Mercedes Benz. This is a CLK two thousand race car cool and this is an out now, now so here's the deal Th- this is an out of production kit and i at one time owned a 2000 cok
1: yeah
0: and it was Ooh, a 430 cramp. the 430 v8 i absolutely it's the best car i've ever owned i love that damn thing baller yeah man and uh Oh, you'll love this one, Frildo. I made chief when I had that car, so I was really balling.
3: Oh yeah, there you Ooh, go. Man. You get
0: right, <laughs> right in, but you fit but, right uh, in. Roll, rolling up to the khaki ball. But, but I had to have it, man. It's out <laughs> of production, and I bought this from a gentleman out of Jordan. Really? Over Easter weekend, yeah. Wow. And it took all this time to get here. I bought this Easter weekend. Wow. Uh, that's really not that bad. That's, uh, but yeah, no, you know. from Jordan. And I, I, I'm, I'm really stoked to have it actually, you know, no, since, huh? since I built like that Sauber
2: or something or what?
0: No, I bought it off one of the Facebook groups. Uh, okay. Gotcha. All right, yeah, man. On the secondary market. But ever since I built that Mercedes Sauber, man, I'm kind of, I'm turned on those little race cars. They're, they're a lot of fun. The Tamiya race cars are just a blast to build. So, cool. Anyhow, that's me. Well, good deal, Maybe man. Maybe I'll try one. Yeah, they're fun.
1: Yeah, I've I've always I've wanted to do like a Formula One type of car. It's just it's like an airplane with four wheels yeah, on it. You know, just the speeds and just how they look. I think they look cool. Well, I've always but, said uh, that I,
0: about race cars. You know, race cars and airplanes. Those are two things I can detail the living hell out of. And you can really yeah. make you can make them look race worn. You can you can. I mean, there's just so much you can do with them. It's like an airplane, and that's what I really enjoy doing. If You want to get back onto the Franklin Mint side of things there, Scott? (laughs) I can buy a a Chevy Charger and build it, and it looks like it was a Franklin Mint Chevy or a a Dodge Charger, right?
1: Yeah. There's nothing to it. Or you can just go buy a little Hot Wheels car. Or that. You know? Yeah. Now the race
0: cars are different, man.
1: They are. They're fun. Hot Wheels are cool, though.
0: Hey, I still definitely get another, another McLaren. Yeah. And I might well, have deal. a couple uh, of cases of Hot Wheels. You want some, Scott?
1: Hey, I I collect those things. Yeah. Yeah. Too. I I still I have a whole bunch that are just sitting in their boxes. I've never used them. I know. I, I do mean, too. when I was. Yeah. Wait when a I, minute. I, wait a I, minute. I, this like is during a, the packages.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. I do too. Yeah i got wow. a whole bunch
1: of you should see how much star wars stuff i have because every time i'd go to walmart i just go You're buy such a, a piece of, i mean i just buy some star wars crap throw it in a box i got a i got a box that's a pretty, pretty big it's filled with all the action figures and vehicles and the you, x-wing man. fighter and y-wing all that stuff i got it all you
0: you, know. you, you got yeah. treasure hunt hot wheels too I do I'm coming not, over no, to play no. with your toys, man. See, I got treasure hunts they the box. They're
1: all boxed up. They're still there in the no,
2: wrapper. well, we'll take them out of the box,
1: man. We will come not on, take them very out of the careful. wrapper. No. Oh, they, they won't no. come out of the wrapper. They're hidden. They ain't coming out of the wrapper. <laughs>
0: and and you listeners want to know where the word geeks came from with model geeks. You're, you You <laughs> are experiencing it right now. We are geeks. Yeah. That, but there's
1: a big difference between a geek and a dork. We're not
0: no, no, we're not
2: dorks. We're, we're not dorks.
0: We're geeks. Oh. We're geeks. Yeah, there's a difference.
2: There's Don't a throw difference. the D word
0: around. I'll wear that yeah, with a, like a badge I of honor, say man. the D word. Yeah.
1: All right. What did I get? I got a Revell 32nd scale Harrier that's long out of production. I got a 32nd scale P47D, the Razorback from Trumpeter. And I picked up the old Tamiya 135th scale T72. And I got some paint. And some decals and some books, and that's just the normal old week in the old same old household, buying a bunch of crap that I'm not going to build. It's going to go on the shelf. Then in two years I'm going to sell on eBay. Anyway, um... that that piece of armor
0: <laughs> is that what you were alluding to when we were talking about the martyr one?
1: No, I I, I just no, I, I um I I really like the 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 T fifty five. T seventy two T ninety that Russian look of tank I, I'm I'm anxious to build that I just think they look cool they're they're I think they're neat so I, I, I'll build one of those the martyr one was I'm, I'm good on martyrs I got that <laughs> one in my I got one um all right cool well that's that's it uh, good deal from uh, all you geeks um, again if you if you're working on stuff. If you're, you know, you have questions on building stuff, I think folks are doing an awesome job of posting pictures up on the Facebook page and, uh, you know, always happy to see that. Um, okay. So moving on, I just wanted to give some shout outs real quick to some of our other, uh, podcasts. And of course our sponsor for this episode, episode 10, um, David, uh, Waples, uh, from Westminster, Colorado. Again, thank you, David. Appreciate your, know, the support. Um, and, uh, definitely shout outs to the, um, uh, plastic model mojo, plastic posse on the bench scale model podcast. Just making conversation guys again. Thank you so much for always supporting us. Also uh, give a shout out to Hobby World USA, sprue Brothers, and of course to Mia USA. Um, you guys are just great and supporting us, which is fantastic. So again, um, moving on to. Kind of a new thing that we're doing now, where uh, we're looking at some favorite hobby shops. So I wanted to hit real quick on we received a couple emails uh, on some shops. One of them is one that uh, in uh, oh it's in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, and uh, sorry, just trying to you know do my Scottish accent there and uh, poorly. Sorry. But uh this is a place that Darren's been, uh Wonderland Models in Edinburgh. And uh Darren, how, I hear that place is man, awesome. Uh, that place it I happened to be there.
0: It, I I was it was luck of the draw that I was there. I was uh got to go on board the Queen Elizabeth uh Aircraft Carrier. Uh, oh, lovely. Yeah, it was uh they were building it there in Edinburgh. And whenever I'm on travel like that, I like to uh seek out hobby shops man. I've done it in Germany and Korea and you know, everywhere I go, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And, uh, so I made the track by myself, walked around and, and found Wonderland. And I had mentioned this in the last episode. Um, I want to go back and find real quick while I'm talking about this, but I'd gone in and I couldn't remember the name of the place. Um, uh, but I know I walked in. It was like it—it's a wonderland, and you know, really, yeah. if you're into Ravel and um, especially Airfix, of course, being that part of the the world over there, it was just packed to the gills with models. It's one of the biggest ones I've seen overseas. And we yeah, had—it's awesome.
1: I've—I've I've never been there. I've been—I've always wanted to go to just some of the overseas model shops and be able to, you know, I, you, you see the pictures and it's just like, man. Yeah. You know, I mean we've got we've got some shops here in the US that are good, but man, that just seems like some of the shops over in Europe and, you know, and Japan just, man, I we gotta make a geeks trip. Yep. We absolutely I, remember. Do. I can't remember the name of the place, but
3: I did a deployment to Misawa, Japan and on one of the days I had off I just went out wandering around. I just walked out the main gate past uh, Tigers, the place where you got all the patches made and everything. And I walked out and it was like a block up and there was the main drag. I took a right and I remember like two blocks down there was like this candy gumball machine thing outside on the sidewalk. And I was like, oh, let's go check out what this you know, what's going on down here. And I, I walked down there and it was a, a hobby shop. And so I was like, oh, let's go check it out. So I walked in there and the people were uber friendly. I sat there and for I think I spent 5 hours in there just BSing around with the shop owner and his son because the son could speak English, the dad didn't really speak English. And so I was talking to them and and over in Japan the kids are not sealed like they are here in the states. Right. Yeah. And so you can open up a box and see what comes in it before you buy it. Where here in the States, you know, everything's all shrink wrapped. And I thought that was interesting. That was my first time seeing that where they weren't shrink
0: wrapped. It's called model kit surprise.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was just, I mean, wall, wall to wall, floor to ceiling model kits and like Gunsy, Tammy, I mean, just everything. And so when I had a day off during the day, I would go and I'd go and hang out with those guys and he'd have a stool for me there in his shop and I would sit there and we'd just BS all day. And I would, you know, he'd give me a model or two every now and again. And I just rummaged through all their stuff and it was a good time. And it was kind of, I wish I could remember the name of that place, but Google Maps. I, yeah, I know how to get there though well i can get I, there i want <laughs> pull to pull it up pull uh, it up give us a name
1: yeah. let's plug
2: this guy all right, i'll do yeah. that come on all right well, stand by well good, while good call. you're doing Whitey, good call good call
0: while you're doing that i want to thank uh mark ewing uh so mark ewing lives in edinburgh <laughs> and he heard in the last episode i'd mentioned this place in edinburgh and I, and i for the life of me i could not remember the name of the shop but he was uh quick to point out that it was wonderland models and he has posted some pictures in the community section of our uh facebook page uh just there's two pictures there take a look at it and i want to tell you man if i know it's it's hard to do but if you're ever in that area you gotta check it out because it is awesome i i
1: yeah the pictures were pretty amazing Just, just you know just you can kind of see the you know just a little bit of the shop and in the pictures, but I was like, man, it just, you know, I, I miss those places. You know, those are the, they're, they're not a ton of them out there anymore. And, uh, you know, anytime we try to go to a, we talk about it all the time, anytime we travel anywhere, you know, it's, it is, uh, Ooh, where are we going? Okay. Yeah. Where's the hobby shops? Where's the, where's the nearest ones? Well, he clicked the yeah, link.
0: I, he, he hyperlinked the place in there. And if you follow, if you go to their Facebook page, there's a, yeah. a virtual tour like on Google Maps, and you cool, can walk man. through the store. It's, That's
1: awesome. That's it's, great. It's something. Yeah, there Old was Laudeville a-
2: is a desert of no hobby shops. Uh, uh, I, I looked when huh? I was down there. I, I Googled when I was down there, and I was, uh, RC Shop. But yeah, yeah. Pff, into that, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I'm headed to, to uh, I guess it's not next- week but the week after the last week of May um, headed to um, back to my home my home stomping grounds in Corpus New in York San Antonio <laughs> in Austin uh, now I, I, we're going to go back there probably later on the summer though I'll, I'll hit that one uh, hobby shop up there that that one gentleman was talking about but yeah I'll hit Kings up in Austin and then Dibbles and Hill Country Hobby in San Antonio and then Lionheart um, they're uh, in between. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about doing that. That'll be, that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, that's a um, good hotbed of hobby shops down there. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. It is. And they used to have like the triangle between, between Corpus, Houston, and then that San Antonio, Austin area. Man, Houston used to have some. There was one called Island Hobby, it was really good. Hobbies West was really good. And, um, yeah, it was, they're just you know they all kind of fell by the wayside which is sad you know even now houston a huge city they don't have a ton of hobby shops The last time i was there half the hobby shops that i used to go to they were all closed which is you know, sad
2: well you but know, um the hobby's dying just, so
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i'm so glad it's not my goodness
2: R- rents going up is what is what's happening yes yes rents going yes. up and and the internet is here
0: You know, I grew up. I grew up most of my my adolescent life in Houston, up up through uh, junior high, going into high school, and there was one hobby shop. God, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I'll never forget this place. As far as the way it was inside, and you walked in because they did have RC stuff, but that there was none of this ARF stuff, right? None of this ready to fly. It was all balsa and dope remember that no. yeah oh yeah i remember and uh they had the biggest b-17 rc aircraft i'd ever seen before in my life hanging from the ceiling and i remember as a kid i was thinking to myself that's like a go-kart i could sit in with wings on and fly this damn thing you know it was huge but uh, it goes back to uh when i started you know sniffing gluing no, I wasn't slinging much paint back then because there was no way to sling it. <laughs> but I was sniffing a lot of glue and melted plastic for sure. Uh nah, that, that all makes up, sense now. That's yeah, that's where we bought all our kits from. I remember my dad yeah. taking me in that place, but we thought about Houston and old hobby shops. So yeah. sorry I had to reminisce there for a second.
1: No, of course. It's all good, man. It's all good, man. Um uh, one other gentleman, Jeff Kruger. Um Jeff, thanks for the uh, for the email. There's a couple of hobby shops in San Antonio, uh, San Francisco that he wanted me to to kind of give the plug for. So happy to do that. There's one called Hobbies Unlimited um, in San Leandro, and then the Loose Caboose in Napa. So if you're up in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, go check those out. Um, now it doesn't sound like a hobby shop. Yeah, <laughs>
2: in San Francisco. And, uh, yeah <laughs>
1: he pulling your leg man yeah um, we're gonna have
2: to google that man see if it's a real place <laughs> yeah
1: he might he might and you know it sounds like jeff's an army guy so we need to make sure and talk real slow for him so he can understand us we might have we might have spoken a little too quick so oh that was the um, email anyway.
0: uh go army Ooh. beat navy wasn't it
1: yeah yeah so, man uh, yeah we'll just have to
0: that was a jab
1: yeah. I don't, I don't know if, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff, if we're, if we're going a little too quick for you, um, you know, maybe we can just, you know, we'll, we'll try to slow it down for you here, maybe from rest on the rest, rest of our time there. But anyway, go Navy beat army. Um, all right. So cool. Well, thanks for the, uh, favorite hobby shops. Appreciate everybody writing in again, please, please give us, drop us a line, let us know what your favorite shops are. And we'll be more than happy to, to give them a plug. So thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Moving on to our tool and tip of the week. So this week's uh, tool and tip are kind of one in the same. So it's kind of a tool and it's a tip all in one. And that is uh Prismacolor pencils. Now I am a huge fan of Prismacolor pencils. I their silver is what I use to do chipping on wing roots. And, you know, I use different shaded, uh, colors to distress and weather aircraft. Uh, and, and I just absolutely love them. Um, what makes them easy is that, um, you know, if you mess up or you don't like it, you just take the Q-tip, roll it around on your tongue, get a little wet and just wipe it right off and no, no issues at all. And they come in so many different colors and the, the key, though, to using a silver or any one of the Prismacolor pens let's just focus on the silver Prismacolor pencil. We'll, we won't worry about talking some of the other ones. But the key to using that pencil and making it look decent is a matte surface. You do not want to use them on a semi-gloss or a gloss surface because there's nothing for the, the actual uh, pencil to bite into so number one sharpen sharpen the pencil so just get a regular pencil sharpener sharpen it up and then make sure you've got a nice mat maybe dull coat or whatever you want to use so that that silver chipping is one of the last things that i do on the aircraft i mean decals are on weathering is done and that's when i go in and use the the pencils and then what because it's you know i've got a nice matte coat on there and you just Barely even have to touch it. You don't even have to try to make a mark. Like you're moving the pencil on the surface. Just tap it. Just a little bit of tap. Little bit of 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 just a super hair uh, a hairline type of mark is all you need. You slowly build it up. Instead of uh, try not to be real heavy handed with it because it just doesn't look it doesn't look realistic. It takes a little bit longer when you're just kind of tapping with the silver pencil. But it'll look a lot more realistic if you just are kind of slowly building up the uh the surface. So that's kind of my my take on uh Prisma uh color pencils. If have uh, geeks, have you guys Darren Whitey Frill, have you guys um you guys use these all that much or not too much?
3: Yeah, I use Prisma pencils all the time. They're like my uh like kind of like the final stages of weathering. I'll go ahead and uh yep. I'll use the pencil and like you said, the silver and I I like how you said, you have to put, you can't stress that enough. You got to put it down on a flat surface and it's just like the, the, whatever the pencil is, the lead or whatever. It just, it just comes right off. Like it almost feels like butter sometimes. And you just, you know, you don't have to go heavy handed with it. Just, you know, just so little less is more in that situation, especially with silver because silver is so bright. And, uh, and yeah, it's real good because you can like round corners and stuff from like shows where and yeah, they're real good.
1: Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed working with them. And and then, you know, I, I have several different shades, uh, you know, of browns and greens and, and um, some light blue, dark blue, um, silver, you know, all the different, just a ton of different colors. And uh just experiment with them and, and don't be afraid to. And if if you feel like you put too much on there, again, just grab a Q-tip wet it on your tongue and just wipe it off and try it again. It's
2: all good. Cool. I got a, I got a couple of them as well. You know, the, the silver primarily is probably out of all of us that I'm sure that gets used the most. Right. Um, but at the 19, 2019 Nats, I picked up some of the AK pencils as well. And, you know, yep. I, I got a bronze, a copper, and they actually have like a silver and an aluminum, several shades of metal. Um, yeah. Which is great, nice, but I, I don't think they work as well as the Prismacolor though. Uh, They work. I I, I agree. You can can get great effects with them with the AK ones, uh, but the Prismacolor seems to grab better.
1: Yeah, there's a there's I you know and I, I didn't do my homework and find out like the actual makeup of a Prismacolor pencil. I think they're wax based, but it's a very soft. A uh, pencil and that's what makes them bite so well onto that matte surface is that it is you can get very heavy handed very quickly. So practice on your mule. Get your mule painted up. Put like like I think one of the colors like World War II German and US aircraft spitfires as well. Just put those color get your mule paint up the wing root and just play with the different shades of browns and greens and the silver. And sometimes I'll go back and shade in, you know, with, with the airbrush and then, you know, add a little bit more, um, Prismacolor pencil. And it's incredible some of the effects that you can get. And again, if you mess it up and you don't like the, how it looks, you just wipe it off. But, you know, don't, don't be afraid to test out some of these techniques on, especially on a mule. I mean, that's what your mule's for. Just have an old aircraft, put some paint on it and see how it reacts. And, uh, before you go, you know, messing up your, your freshly built model that you spent, you know, a couple months working on. So yeah, the mules are, are really, really helpful, but I think as a whole, we all agree the, the actual color brand, those are the ones that you want to use. They're awesome. All right. Well, that's the tip and uh, tool of the week from the geeks. And, uh, so moving on to, um, our, uh, favorite, one of our favorite sessions here. Good old mail call.
3: Mail call. All
1: right. So moving on to mail call. So again, you can reach us at uh, contact at modelgeekspodcast.com or you can post on our Facebook page. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please keep the emails coming. Please keep the posts coming. Um, We always get excited whenever we can uh, get some email from folks. So um, just want to do a quick little a couple shout outs to uh, a couple of folks that sent in some email. So uh, Xavier Perez, um, thank you for your email. I appreciate you listening to us. And uh, that's cool that, you know, you're a South Texas dude, just like me. So if I ever make it back down to South Texas, I, I don't get to go there very often, but, uh, Oh yeah, he's, he's a, no, you're not South Texas. New Braunfels. Darren is not South Texas. Man. That's central Texas. Yeah. Might as well South be a Tex- Yankee. Yeah, that it's, South Texas is It's it's, it's south of Brady. That's Corpus and below is South Texas.
0: Oh, okay. That that's an elite crowd down there, never mind.
1: That is. Um, but that's I, I South Texas. You're central. Copy. Okay. Copy. I'm I'm sorry to tell you. It's okay. You seem I'm, disappointed. No,
0: I'm just going to go sit over in the corner and uh Okay.
1: You're gonna pout a little bit. You a look like bit. you're pouting. I might have a okay. beer. I might have a beer. Okay. All right. Well, hey, you're from the place that has good beer. You bronffles. That's
0: that's a true statement.
1: And you have good um barbecue and sausage too from Oma's sausage yes, house. That's right. All right. Anyway, Xavier, thanks for the email. Um, you know, if we ever make it down there that way, you know, of course, you know, try to hook you up and say hello if there's ever any shows down there. I don't think they do a whole lot of Never been to a model show in South Texas, so um we'll see though. Um let's see. No, it can't Tim. be all that
2: great then then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's 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 awesome. I think you'd actually really like it down there. I mean, you're born man. and they put a margarita in one hand and a gun in the other. I mean it's that's South Texas, man. So uh Tim, Cavalier. I'm gonna let Frildo handle this one, but or at least say thanks. But yeah, seems like you guys were going back and forth with the emails for the tracker. So uh, you know, appreciate the email on that one.
3: Yep, I got them squared away.
1: Good deal. Thanks, Frildo. All right, Jim Drew, thanks for the Gravity Paint Gouge. That was awesome. Um, and then uh Craig really enjoyed Bomber. He really enjoyed the Iron Trick. Hopefully, you guys got to see Whitey's video for the Iron Trick. That's 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 a great uh, trick using the iron. And I, and I found we have an actual old griddle. That, yes. Um, I'm going to try to attempt to use. Yeah. We're going to have to use that. Cause I think it's going to be, I think that's good. It's huge. It's probably. What's 20, the minimum
2: heat setting on it?
1: It there's a low. Yeah. There's a low. It's it's oh, pretty low.
2: It's, it's, it's lower. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's oh, like yeah. low
1: medium, but I think, but it has an adjustment
2: knob on it's it. It's gotta be some temps though. Cause if you're doing pancakes, you have to know what you're cooking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? mean I mean, I'm not from South sure. Texas, but I know how to cook pancakes. We we, we need yeah. to
0: relabel that from pancakes to resin tires to plastic tires to hospital yeah. tires. Yeah, put different- <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> but no, that that yeah, that, yeah. that that's definitely one thing I want to see you get tested and see see yeah. what the outcome is. You yeah, know, I think we'll that'd look, be pretty
1: we, cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. The iron we'll
2: put, is it, the iron. It does the trick, but it's. It's more tedious, you know, I mean, I'll be honest yeah. with you, you know, it, it does the trick. I'll, I'll do it. If I, if I can lay my thing on the, on a flat surface and and, and sand, then I'll, I'll go yep. that route first, uh, prior to ironing because so much, you know, ironing takes practice. Doing the iron thing takes practice. Uh, you can really jack up your stuff real easy. Oh uh, yeah. It, you know, breaking the wheel axles aside, there are still other yeah. things that can happen, you know? So, yeah, but I, I think something where it's a, a nice a larger surface to work with w- would make life easier, I think. So, yeah, let's and find it's, out But what it's happens.
1: all, like you said, it's all about controlling the heat because you just yeah. want it on the lowest, yep. you know, setting. You don't want to put it on there and just turns to goo. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> just get you a Holy Teflon goodness. skillet.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyway, on the Craig, stove. Think? Craig,
1: Craig really dug the iron trick. hopefully you guys um, that are listening uh, thought it was pretty cool too because it does work. it's it's a little it's a little tedious but but it does work and I, I think you can get really really good results from it. Um, of course uh, Joe uh, Porsche, Joe thanks again for uh, you know always supporting us and we're happy to to mention Nats and we're beyond excited to be there and get to meet you. Hopefully get to meet lots of folks. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Some of the more significant uh, emails that we received, one of them was from Matt Dyer. He had a really good um, suggestion. And I'm going to kind of mention this real quickly. I'm going to let Darren take away with this one. So Matt had mentioned, hey, why don't you guys have a Patreon page? (laughs) So Darren, take it away.
0: So, Matt, we, uh, we took your advice, and uh, we, we started a Patreon page. And if uh, if you guys want to check it out, uh, please head on over. I, actually, I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for this episode. And I'm going to go back and, and put them in the uh, show notes for the other episodes as well. But it's uh, patreon.com forward slash Podcast. And that will take you to our Patreon page. And here you can help support us in the podcast uh, by donating. Yes, of course, we still have our PayPal me link on the modelgeekspodcast.com uh, page and in the show notes. And you can follow that as well if you want to do a one time donation. Everything is greatly appreciated, it helps us offset the cost of production uh, for the show. Um, so we appreciate it in any form, but the Patreon page actually gives you a little bit more. And there's a couple different tiers there. Uh, we have the beginner geek tier, the novice, and then the, uh, expert model geek, uh, or pro model geek, uh, tier, if you will. But what, what we're hoping to do and what we, well, what we have done is we went ahead and started a private model geeks, facebook group for our top tier members and in there we will be delivering content like facebook lives and live q a's and some giveaways and things of that nature uh so some exclusive content for patreon members it's a private community it's a place for us to connect one-on-one uh check it out it was a great suggestion and uh we've placed that into action so Uh, hopefully we'll see some of y'all over there and, uh, we'll have a good time one-on-one there in the, uh, in the Facebook group. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That was a great idea. Um, we had been talking about a little bit, but, uh, Matt, when we saw your email, we were like, okay, it's official. Let's, let's make it happen. So, and thanks to Darren for, for making that happen. Well, you know, we enjoy doing the
0: Facebook lives and interacting with the, uh, the community. Uh, we, we really want to try and get back to, to the community by, by doing some giveaways and, and things of that nature. And it just seemed like a good way to do it. So not only are you helping to, uh, offset the production cost, but we're also able to invest some of that money back into, to the community, right. And to the listeners and give some stuff back to them to at the same time. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. It'll be a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Cool. Well, um, we've got one last email and then we're going to move on. Uh, but this email came from Robert Perlman. Got a really interesting, some interesting pictures there of, a of a super Hornet from VFA 31. It's in the low vis scheme, but man, it's got some funky green, uh, patches on it. it does. So his question was, what's, what is that? Why, why, are, what's the green? And, the simple answer is that's what they took out of the paint locker. That's, that's what they had. Yep. So they didn't have gray. So they had they pulled they pulled green out because that's now, what they had.
2: I, yeah, I, I took a look at that photo right before we started recording because I was again out of town and I missed that email. Um, yep. But uh, tactical paint schemes, uh, you do have a tactical primer as well. I mean, I'm thinking back to A6 days, okay? So the A6 community, you know, when they went to the TPS scheme, the tactical paint scheme, the gray, low-vis, um, they used a dark, you know, us being Hawkeyes, we were still shooting just green zinc chromate. But the TAC guys had a dark green. And I want to do the F-18 EFs. Do they still use that? You know, because that's what that could be, too, is touch up with Prima the tactical
0: yeah. primer i reached yeah. out i reached out to an old uh shipmate of mine uh he just retired here last year he was a maintenance maintainer for hornets for a lot of years uh and finished up with f18 or super hornets uh is a warrant working uh maintenance
2: yeah
0: and uh ask him that question because i'm i was a legacy guy uh do you I,
2: remember seeing them spotted up like that though the, the legacy hornets with the darker
0: Spot, spotted up with the darker stuff yes and yeah, i don't know if this has right. something to do with the coating on the uh super hornets or not i i that i couldn't tell you but yeah when i that, asked him
2: I have never messed uh, with them so i don't know
0: I, I told i asked him straight up i need a little spoon fitting and i thought i'd hit him up uh and ask him about that i sent him the picture and he says that's called i did an 84 day corrosion inspection on the boat and we are out of gray paint, <laughs> so <laughs> that, I mean that is right. words to me. So, but what is yeah. the green? Is it paint or a primer though? Daddy uh, I, I, didn't
2: say. But okay, well I said, think it's tactical primer. Said, I'm
0: gonna. S- he said we're out of gray
2: paint, so right. you always gonna you're always gonna prime first if you're doing touch up. You're still gonna prime, mm-hmm. and then overcoat with your top coat. I don't know. That's Maybe it it's works. the same green paint used on
0: the captain's gig. I don't know. Man, it's
2: paint. Uh, I think it's tactical primer. <laughs> it might be. Tactical primer because you can still fly the bird, yeah. operate the bird, put it on the deck, keep it exposed yep. as long as it's primed. But you know, this I, is, again, getting into the 509 manual and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about that manual. Yeah. It's, it's, been, a, it's um, been a couple minutes. So it, it, you don't you don't want and again it's it's an it's an EF hornet too or even just a legacy hornet. You guys were half plastic, you know. So how much some glue and assembly but, required? But it, you still have you still don't want <laughs> bare you still don't want bare surface regardless of what it is. I don't. I, I would imagine you don't want um, intrusion under the paint between paint and and composite material either that's true and if
0: i'm looking at the picture right now and a lot of those pictures along the gang channel edges where the uh
2: is that metal the the
0: fasteners would go yeah so yeah see that's a lot of that is where gang channel is or where the uh not zeus fasteners the uh skin washes yeah all that stuff is so that it makes sense uh but regardless, I think that uh, he's on to something that is an interesting little touch. It's yeah. something that.
2: So to say they were out of great paint would be correct. Sure. sure. Yeah. Because they just, but they got it primed. They got it protected. Send it back to the, send, it, send her flying and let's let's get her fixed up yeah. when she gets back. Let's get the model master out. Get the Model Master FS <laughs> whatever out and cover it up. But yeah, I,
0: I think I think he's on something that would that'd be interesting. I I wouldn't mind doing something obscure like that on my my paint job. Yeah, just because it's. Different.
2: Well, I would love to do a um. You know, we talked about the the S three scheme that I have, or, or the scheme that I have on the S three that I did, uh, that early early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, that whole transitional phase there, because that's not even a traditional S three. Gloss white and gray scheme either. You know, it's it's a rough line. There's no um, break where it goes around the backside of the canopy. Like if you look at like a mid seventies S3 gloss white and gray scheme, it's very clean lines and, and masked yeah. off. You know, and you know that scheme that that these guys were rolling with in the in the in the late eighties. Not just VS twenty two either. You can look at some of the VS twenty four guys from Desert Storm. They were rolling with the same scheme where they had the, you know, they still had the the color data, but then a low-vis uh, national insignia. If you look at the VS-24 birds, they have a small national insignia, whereas the VS-22 birds have the, the regulation, quote-unquote, size. Uh, so the, it's a real interesting transitional phase going on there. And I would love to do an A6, a, a KA6D from then, because if you look at some of those photos, a lot of those guys are rolling with the same thing they have a the the um gloss white and gray but not necessarily um the same as as like the 70s era gloss white and gray it's real sloppy looking um and there's there's some great photos of those guys coming back to oceania with with a lot of that tactical uh touch up all over them and stuff and, and real real weathered and nasty looking they look great cool
1: Awesome. Well, Robert, again, thanks for your email. I knew that one would uh, give us a a great topic to talk about. So uh, appreciate it. And again, thanks to everybody else for for reaching out for your email. Greatly appreciated. Uh, Continue the support. Uh, Please send us emails, get in touch with us. I'm happy to respond to you. And as as always, um, the support is always much appreciated. So again, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Um, again, just want to give a couple of shout outs and just give some uh, thank you to, to all our listeners, all the folks that have recently contributed to not just our Facebook page and to um, the as well as the, the Patreon page as well. You know, we've got um, some some members now. I mean, it's only been, you know, a couple of like a week, you know, and we've already got some folks joining up, which is awesome. Um, the biggest thing is just all the listeners that we have out there for downloading us and listening to us, um, always being able to uh, shoot some emails to us and talk to us again. I think we are all looking really, uh, we're looking forward to, uh, meeting everybody at nationals and some of the other shows that we go to. Um, again, you can always reach us at contact at model geeks, podcast.com, um, just keep sending us the email. And of course, you know, folks are getting familiar with our Facebook page. Uh, please always remember to post your picks, uh, drop us a line. Um, if you're, if you guys are enjoying our show, um, uh, please take a, just a second and uh, hop on your favorite, uh, podcast provider and, uh, give us a five-star rating. It really helps move us to the top of the list whenever folks search for us. So again, that would be much appreciated. And, uh, as always, um, you know, reach out to your local clubs. Um, you know, we have our Southern Maryland modelers club, which we absolutely love. Um, I think that, you know, it's one of the best clubs I've ever been to, if not the best club, it's just a great group of people and it'll help with, uh, the cure of, um, what episode 10 is all about. Uh, So joining a local club, getting together, meeting people, talk models. I think that that's, that's, it's just a, it's a great way to, to get in back. Whether you're in the hobby, you're getting back in the hobby. You've never been in the hobby. It's just a great way to meet people is uh through your local club. So if you need help, find a local clubs or getting in touch with people, just let us know and we'll hook you up, put you in touch with somebody. So cool. So again, just a general thank you to all of our listeners. I really appreciate the support. So let's move on to our main topic, which is mojo killers. So uh, yeah, the mojo killers, we've all been there. You're working on a model, you're making good progress, and then something happens. And And it goes to the
0: shelf of doom. Isn't that right, Justin?
1: It either goes to the shelf of doom or Or in a shit can. It may, yeah, it may get colonized, <laughs> yeah. right? A good way to end uh, the mojo is to just colonize that sucker.
0: I've never done that.
1: Hey, I oh, it's glorious. Look liar. at where
0: Whitey. Whitey's like,
1: you're a damn liar. liar. I am a liar. <laughs> Why I do you, a, I don't think you've ever colonized something. No, you did. Yes, he did. No, I he did. did. You did, that corsair. Yeah.
2: Well, no, the Corsair. No. no, the, uh, 40 hour more bill. recently, my 48 hour bill, well, just to it it it.
3: but the Corsair, that one Corsair, the F4U4 you were doing, you tried out a different paint. Oh, didn't like you it. Did. And you just smashed it to shit.
2: So yeah. 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 That thing didn't make me happy, man. <laughs> um, so but then I want to so say what? something else broke yeah. first though, that, that I, that I couldn't okay. recover from. And that's exactly. why I. Because I mean, if it was That's just triggered. paint, I would have. I would have just stripped down and redid it if it was just paint. It, I, think, a, I think the paint ate into the plastic, and, and I I got something boogered up. Wasn't a polycap or
0: anything like that, was it? What now? Wasn't a polycap issue or anything like that, was it?
2: No. Okay. No. Um, God, Scott can't knows remember. what I'm talking about. It'll come to me. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Now there is one That's kit that I was midway through that I uh. I don't know what a polycap is. Let's back up to Let's Revisit polycap. Go. Know what, a poly what, cap what are you talking about? It's so like, like when you're putting kit. on,
1: like for the tanks, they use those little oh, polycaps, the little right, plastic roger the that little, then. Okay, yeah, piece that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how I, yeah. All right. yeah. That's, that's how, how the, the martyr one at. ended up in maintenance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. For <a> broken axle.
2: <laughs> See, I think of those it things made. as a poly sleeve or like, like that. That's a sleeve to yeah. me. But it might
1: have had a shattered uh, crew compartment uh, too <laughs> okay Relaxed.
2: i could so, see plastic behind that paint i could see plastic so what <laughs> happened you're, you're right you know so that's uh, obviously exa- a mojo killer what happened was. and the thing wasn't exactly. going in okay so what happened were was you that- r- were you using the right size like I was. Uh, were the various sizes absolutely okay. so gotcha. so
1: what so again back to what stop the mojo <laughs> was <laughs> several things. It wasn't just the one thing. It was a buildup. Like I've never colonized or lost the mojo with just one episode of a particular, you know, yeah. thing. Like the, it was the just Swiss the cheese model origin. has to line up. <laughs> it was lining up. It was a Swiss cheese. It was, yeah. the, it was, it was a mishap, you know, uh, yep. uh, waiting to happen. Right. This is a Swiss cheese model and it just all lined up perfectly where I had, I could see the, pl- cause oh man, I was eating me up that I could see the plastic on the crew compartment. Yeah. All I had to do is take my little pin light, turn the pin light on just, and it wasn't even hard. I'm like, God, <sighs> but I just kept building. I kept building. Cause I'm like, no, no, no. Everything was okay. So there's, there's one check in the block for a little bit of a mojo killer. As a seed was planted. Yeah. Uh, Operator error, by the way. Seed was planted. And then it just kept eating at me. It had at me. You know, like, you didn't paint it right. You're going to see it. Miss Ding Ding is going to see it. I'm sorry. But anybody. So (laughs) Madam Ding Ding (laughs) is going to see it. Maybe another episode we'll talk about who Madam Ding is. But anyway, Madam Ding, will see. You're going to see it. And I was like, (laughs) man. So again, itching at the craw and I'm like, nah, okay. And then, so I, I get, I get the thing fully painted and it's ready to go. And all I have to do is paint the tracks and put the tracks on. I'm like, well, the tracks seem a little complicated, but again, novice armor builder, I'll have to figure it out. So put some thought, a little bit of uh, thoughts into this, but it's to me, a kit. So I'm not going to have to think too much because engineering is always superb with Tamiya kit. So anyway, I was trying to, I had the poly cap with the main sprocket up front and I was testing out, do I need to put the, the roller assemblies on the bogey wheels on first and then put the, the, the actual sprocket on or vice versa? When do I actually put the tracks on? How am I going to, so I'm trying to figure all that out and I put the instructions
2: I put, that don't tell you. I mean,
1: they, they, I did not, they do tell you, but they want you painting are they want you assembling the uh, the tracks and all that before you put the top hole on? And I didn't gotcha. want to do that. I wanted I wanted yeah. to paint the whole body all at once. So and how I ended up doing it was no problem. I painted the whole body. You just have to, you know, when you when you are putting the tracks on, you just kind of have to kind of figure out a system that works. And how what worked was uh, attaching the sprocket with. The track at the same time, then putting on the bogey wheels um, and then attaching the at the the aft part. I was able to attach the the, the two pieces of track together and it was fine. All right. So but moving on to the mojo killer for the first one. Number one, I, I didn't how it, the, the painting was just, oh, man, I, I goofed and I didn't paint when I should have painted. That's because I didn't think uh,
0: through it. That's called OCD or CDO. Uh, it depends on how bad you have it, right? If
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it does, right? So, but but I could see it and it was driving me nuts. So, there's my one little mojo killer. Nobody
0: else would have seen it.
1: Nope. I uh, probably not. Yeah. But it bothered me and I knew it was there. So, I don't know how we call that, but I call it, I knew it was there and it's irritating me. So, and so then, and then I freaking can't get the, the, the sprocket to fit, to, to come off. I can't get it off. And I'm like, well crap, how I gotta get the sprocket off to put it onto the track. And then so I'm I'm pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling and it, it, it ain't coming off. And then I pulled a little harder and then it came off. But it came off with the it came off with the damn <laughs> axle. The plastic. <laughs> and then it, when that axle came off and I got model in left hand sprocket with axle on the right. That sucker hit the wall faster than a fastball, man.
2: I think, you initially, I think you initially told us that you dropped it. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, I uh, my my modder, dropped it. Then you showed us the picture. I was like, no, he didn't drop that. That, that thing like, exploded, that was, man. That I, thing I looked saw, like it got hit by a howitzer.
0: I, I, I saw did. the pictures. And I was like, somebody needs anger management classes. Man, yeah. So.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I smashed it, and I felt great i was like i
2: just order another one I you feel like, good because for I, about 10 seconds well but
1: on. i felt i felt good because i was like that forced me to fix my goof in the beginning with the paint because that wasn't going to get fixed there was no way i could fix that and so yeah it just you know i ordered another kit and within two days i had it assembled and i was ready to start painting again and so it was fine now uh, I th- but I that, think
0: it's important to point out something I, i'm sorry to interrupt but that's I okay. ended Go up ahead. doing the Interrupt same the thing with my kinetic F eighteen, except I heaved it against this <laughs> brick wall <laughs> intentionally from across the room. It was a good fifteen feet of air. It time. makes you feel great. Did it I, I mean, mean
2: but tell us about describe
0: the flight path man oh like, uh, it was it was <laughs> cartwheels man it looked like a flat spin across a room wham into yeah. the wall but but the difference and this is why I'm bringing this up the difference you should have filmed it the difference is is i was over the moon because of an engineering issue not because of mojo killer number 2 mojo yes uh mine was because that's a big one it was a complete and total fail from the drawing table through the injection molding process to the boxing, <laughs> to the deal. The martyr was not that this was because no, it something wasn't. snapped. The,
1: so I, the martyr was 100% operator error. That yeah, was I, my own doing and being an, in, an inexperienced armor builder and being a um, frequent colonizer um unfortunately it the the two just they just didn't they didn't match up well yeah with yeah and and so yeah it's it's that that poor fit and or poor engineering that'll kill it oh man that'll suck that'll suck the mojo right you'll be like man this is great blah 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 blah. i I, in fact i am so surprised how far i made it on the su27 yeah, I'm surprised. I, I'm very proud of myself yeah. for not throwing that That's sucker against the wall.
2: Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: I am. I yeah, pat put- myself. When I see that poor. I'm like, you have no idea how close you came to being colonized. Yeah, it just looks at me and goes,
0: "Sorry, I've got one from my yeah. manufacturer sitting over here on my table that is just. I mean, it's it's ninety percent done, and I would rather go get my gum scraped than pick that kid up again because it just yeah. killed me.
1: Once you hit that point, when that mojo is, is, is done be squashed, oh, yeah. It is just, it takes moving a mountain, heaven and earth, to get the mojo back. It's, it's I mean, really hard to do.
3: I mean, I wouldn't have colonized this thing last night, but this kitten grad. Everything was going great till you get to the tracks. And you look at the instructions, and it tells you, Start with these first. These six individual tracks go first, which they go around the idler wheel or wherever the drive socket, sprocket, whatever. Then you go around and you have a little small little piece of like four tracks already together. Then you get a longer piece and you have six more small ones that go around and that kind of shit. So I'm looking at this thing and I'm going, okay, not a problem. It's Tamiya, right? I can just throw some glue in the box, shake this sucker around and it'll come out for me. Let me fucking tell you. I spent at least 45 minutes on just one side trying to get these tracks to go. And so I got them, you get them in there, and the connecting point was so small that you think it was dry and you'd move, and the dang gum track would just come apart. I'm like, son of a gun. And then you're trying to get it together, and then you're looking at the pictures, and you're like, wait a minute. Why is there? Why do I have like sag in this? Why I shouldn't? Because you look at the pictures, the track is tight all the way around. Well, Tanya tells you in the instructions that it's six individual tracks make up the ones on the side. Well, no, it's five. I had to take that one of those links out to get the tracks oh. to go around and to meet up correctly.
2: So wait a minute, you're telling me that there's engineering flaws in their instructions? Because I yes. don't believe you.
3: Well, you know no. what? Had you been here last night, and you would have heard me cussing and the things that were coming out of my mouth. You would have seen it, and I should have taken. I was going. I should have taken. Took a picture of it to show. But yes, if you go and you put six links on one, just you just got to take one out of one side. You don't have to put. And the instructions show you six on each side. But no, you put six on one. You can put five on the other. And then I was putting Man. the track pad. Well, that's not a new kit, though. That's that's one of their older kits. It's been around for a while. Oh, they, just, okay. they, just, they just re-boxed it. And the this one has the track pads that go on the track. And I was trying to put those the on. they give the ones, yeah. And they give you a cool tip, though, where you snip off you know parts of them, and you cut the sprue off of one end, and you leave the sprue on the other end, so you can do, I think it's five at a time. You put them down, you glue them, boom, five at a time. And then you just go back and then you just cut the the sprue off the track and you trim it up whatever and you touch it up with paint. And trying to do that and I'd knock the I guess I didn't have it glued enough and the dang track would come apart and I was I was mad. <laughs> I was cuss I was saying some colorful <laughs> things last night and I'm like All the all the armor guys are laughing their heads off man and I'm just there's gotta be an easier way and so yeah that I finally got them back together and and yeah and I was like I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna look at it funny because I don't want anything to like come apart. But yeah, and I, but yeah,
1: I, I definitely got a disclaimer here, right? So so Frill and I are kind of bagging on uh, armor kits. Well, I think we can both say that's because we're not armor builders, we're exactly. aircraft builders. So these 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 issues that we were experiencing oh, yeah. are, are they're our own doing. <laughs> it's be, armor it's, it's model
2: an
3: like why. Yeah, like yeah. what he said, you know. armor modelers are sitting back, laughing their asses off at. It's like <laughs> well, rookies. and that's because
2: I'm sure they have their techniques and tricks right. that they that they deal with um, tread with, you know, uh, various you know types of tread that come in various kits. They have their own tips and tricks that they that they um, tackle them with. Yeah, see, it looks good. Frills holding up, showing us all. You'll have to post. And get things up on so- the. It picks up I'm, on the Facebook page, man. I am. And, and yeah.
3: And so had I not taken that link out, there'd be a sag on one end and I was, it was just wasn't lining up and I was getting frustrated and I just, all right. So, okay. So that's some you, word you know, but I was Maybe like, we'll, we'll, get, we'll probably thing. get some
2: feedback from other folks that have built this kid. Maybe give us some feedback on if you ran into the same issue with the, um, elusive on the mysterious or the evil extra link the evil extra link that's what we'll call yeah, it. yeah
1: there you go yeah oh, I, I i i'd be willing to bet it. it's kind of like ikea furniture uh, whenever i <laughs> well, build my yeah, ikea you know. desk and i'm like how well, this crap ain't fitting well and allison's like did you did you read the directions i read the directions don't tell me i i, <laughs> I can put a stupid piece of furniture together and then i'm like and then oh, she wait. leaves and you i use the- i use <laughs> i use part. A3 instead of a1 because they look the same, but they're not the same. and so I put the right part in the right place and then I redid it and it all went together just perfectly. yeah, I, I have a hard time believing to me a doesn't uh, QA the heck out of their instructions. And and say that's but, what I mean. Uh, you're wrong.
0: You're, you're, I just, yeah. It ain't like a couple of other manufacturers I know.
3: Yeah, which, oh my and goodness. So,
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I sat here last night, and I
3: counted like four yep. times. I was like, one, two, three, yep. four, five. Yeah, there's six. Oh, yeah, there's six there. And it was just yeah. too much slack. And, I, and looking at the Could picture, be. and I'm like, it's tight all Could the way be. around. And I'm like, oh, well, so I had to take a Could link be. out.
1: Well, I mm. agree. I think for most, mo- most of, I'd say ninety-nine point nine 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 nine. Of the time, if you if you want to you want to bring the mojo back, pull pull it to me a Tamiya kit out. That'll bring the mojo back oh, yeah. pretty quick. Because that's oh, yeah. Other than that, they, just, they don't get any better than that. So cool, man. Well, yeah. I mean, so you're getting falling together. Getting, uh, cool, good deal. Well, so aside from poor fit, poor engineering, well we could go on for days. I'm not going to hear to bash kit manufacturers, but we all. Oh, know I will. They're,
2: there are,
1: <laughs> there are certain <laughs> certain manufacturers. It's just like you don't. Why are you to go? Oh that just that just. What's that sound? That's the sound of the mojo getting sucked out of you. Um, another you know, one, right? Go ahead, Darren. Sorry,
0: I, I, I'm sorry. I've got to. I, I I I've been biting my tongue, and <laughs> He's I, triggered. I just I just can't because I'm, I'm chomping looking, at the bit,
1: man. I'm looking <laughs> at
0: this kid over here, and
1: oh, here it goes. He's gonna, he's gonna rib colonize rib. it live.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm not going Don't to. Don't
1: colonize it live, yeah.
0: You know, we we uh we talk about poor, <laughs> engineering. poor engineering.
1: Poor engineering. Yeah. <laughs> I, I you know that's that's probably you know that yeah, it's that, you know, that's a lot really, of it. Think, Phil, it seems like just for example, one of the reasons why my EA6A is not finished is that it was huge huge seams and a lot of filling and sand. It, I just want to mm. put that crap away. Clear parts. Yeah. Clear parts. Yeah. I, I uh-uh. They don't I'm, fit right. That's what mask and sand goes, goes in the shelf.
0: I am going to go yeah. out. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm going to go off on this tangent. I'm not going to mention a manufacturer's name. But I'm going to say, guess it. I'm going to say, There is a manufacturer out there that is producing some subjects out there that are awesome. Okay. They're just, they're really, really good. And the surface detail and the molding that they're doing is really, really good. And their instructions suck ass. (laughs) Okay. It's like. They don't know. Their technical writers do not know what in the hell it is they're doing. Okay. And and then.
1: <laughs> and I need the anger management. Oh, I just, it's, <laughs> it's just such.
0: <laughs> it, it, Dude, but, I'm with you. But here's why. I'm with you. It's because how much these kits cost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. you go out and you, like you, spend, you spend, you spend a hundred bucks on a kit. Okay. And, and let's, let's, you know, I've, no heard wheel the, I've, axles. I've, I've, I've heard the argument, basic modeling skills and all that stuff. Okay. I get it. You're right. But like with your issue, Scott. Yeah. you we, we can take some brass rod. We can make some axles or we can do this uh, or we can yeah. scribe that we, we can do this. Yeah. But you know what? Here's a kid that gets a hundred dollar kit for, you know, a uh, 15th birthday that doesn't have those skills. And that's just a crock crap. You know, if you're going to spend that kind of money or you're going to charge that kind of money on a kit, then you need to get your act straight. And when people Grinds call you gears, on it, don't kick them out of your group because they give an honest review. Okay. This, this particular group, I, I gave an honest review. I didn't bad mouth anybody. I wasn't rude, but I call a spade a spade. It's a, it's a beautiful kit. It could be a great airplane, but you're lacking. What do they do? See you pal, kick you out because they don't like what you got to say. And we're going to continue <laughs> to screw people at a hundred dollars a pop.
3: Yeah. More than, more than that on some of their kits.
0: Yep. Anyhow.
1: Yeah. That, uh, that poor fit and poor engineering and poor instructions I mean, we all have our, our different ways that we go about building a kit. I, I, for the most part, I kind of follow the instructions, but you know, I, I you know, we all have our own ways of, of building, but the, the ill fitting parts with lots of gaps and not with older kids, with older kids, you know, you know, that that's, that's just part of the course expected. <laughs> yeah. Right. But some of these modern kits that they have out. Nowadays, you know, you'll see some of the fit or you'll see some of these gaps. And you're like, what is that? You know, know, come on, guys. You can do better than that. But you've even said it in the past.
0: You'll go pick up a Century Series kit with raised panel lines. One of the best fitting kits on the face of the planet.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Or you get a
3: fuselage that's in six pieces that you got to put together. (laughs) Three (laughs) pieces each side. Instead of, And 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 another company comes out with another kit of that. And... Their fuselage is one piece, one know. piece side. So much easier. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, but it is, it is a mojo killer. I know for me, another, there's a couple other mojo killers, um, that will cause me to just have to take a deep breath. Now, Whitey is not going to agree with me on this one. Uh, so this is just my own particular mojo killer. Is so once I get done with my paint job and I'm all proud of my paint job and I just oh, I think it's so cool and I get my wash on there and man it looks good. And I'm then starting. I I'm de- starting
0: to de- get nervous now, just I, I, thinking about what you're yeah. fixing to say because I'm and the then same I gotta
1: way. Put, and then I got to put decals on that yep. damn thing, and I and the and the only reason why I'm afraid or I hate the decal process and why it is absolutely <laughs> sucks the mojo right out of me is silvering. I can't, you know. I just, it doesn't matter whether it's a gloss surface or a matte surface or a semi-gloss or whatever, there's always that threat of silvering. And so just the fear of having a beautifully painted model that I've worked months on and I got silvering that I got to go back and fix. And it's just, man, it, it's just for me, it's a, I'm always like, well, I'm going to knock through I'm going to go ahead and do this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I just paint it? Oh, I can just paint it. I'm just gonna paint it then. Where's my Montex masks? Where they at? Where my Mo- Montex bass be? And then, then, I'm happy. That gives me my mojo back because I'm like, oh, I don't have to mess with the decals.
2: No, I, I, I agree with you. Sil- silvering decals is a mojo killer. I agree with that point. Decaling on putting decals—that that's fun to me, though. You know, but yes, I'm yeah. I'm right there with you when it comes to silvering. You I don't need really help to mess with that. Why put well, decals on? Yeah, you can't. is help. fun. That yeah, is okay. the end of have, the tunnel.
1: That so is, is the light the end of the tunnel.
0: So's a root canal. That's fun.
1: Depends <laughs> uh, not kind of fun. On the point of view. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it, it's
2: probably <laughs> fun if you're the dentist.
1: <laughs> but I would say I would say why like I will I I have to admit when I built um, the Tomcat, I used uh, all that's really the first time because you know I don't I don't build very often but that's the first time that i used um a furball sheet and it was an absolute joy to put the decals on i and I, it was i could not believe just the it not just how they settle down so that's cartograph and how but it's it was just the colorfulness the yeah. instructions the instructions were so good it it's just clear it's easy to to follow yeah. and yeah i actually i actually have to admit yes, i enjoyed putting the decals yeah, on the top the measurements
0: was, too they all fit fun. they fit. Yeah, fit so if it's a if it's a compound
2: corner or curve or an intake you know yeah. they
0: fit yeah the s three yeah. that i
2: just did there was um super scale decals from early nineties you know obviously just after the gulf War uh you know, so it's an s three it's got those big intake warning things. Uh, stripes, uh, so that's going to leave you with a lot of clear area. You know what I mean? A, a lot of decal film, rather. You know, yeah, so I was yeah. really sweating that. I was really sweating like big, giant, triangular <laughs> shapes of silvering. You know, that so so I did really give them a good polish and to make sure I didn't end up with any of that. Yeah. Uh, and then some of, the, but then some of the smaller stenciling off that same sheet though gave me issues. I did a lot of poking yeah. with the Exacto to get rid of. Uh, some yeah. silvering. So sorry for I kind of stepped
3: on you there. Go ahead. That's no, all good. I was kind of switching gears because, you know, nothing chaps my ass sometimes will be clear parts. When there's no defined frame and you have to attach it to a fuselage pot and you're like, what the heck? It's like clear parts. So then you got to <laughs> be like, you know, it's, it's a pain in the ass to attach them. And then once you get it on, then you got to mask it. Or, sorry, you you put it on and you got to fill it if you got to fill in around it and you got to make that look good. And then just and that's why kudos to Tamia for one of the things that, you know, I think they're the first ones to do it was include that first panel in front of the windscreen as part of the clear part. So you don't have that issue and you can just put it on. You can mask and you can even use super glue if you want to to glue that part in. And it's not going to affect your 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 clear pot, your your windscreen. But it's just <laughs> nerve wracking because you're like, oh man, like, you know, Scott said, so you get this awesome finish and everything, it's a beautiful paint job. And you're like, oh shit, I got to put the damn windscreen on. Well,
0: you know, right. And, and if you don't have any area in there, what happens if you got a seam you got to fill? And you might have to do a little bit of sanding. That's why when the then, Tamiya Tomcat came out and the way they did that windscreen on the front,
1: brilliant. Yeah, that, brilliant. that's what he's alluded the, to.
0: The F4s like that, brilliant. Yeah. You know that yeah. you have got room. You can work if you got to go back rescribe. If you have got to re rivet, you can do it. Yep. Um,
3: yeah.
1: Those are those are mojo. Um, those those are mojo increasers. They're not decreasers. That that is going to increase the mojo. Get the juices flowing <laughs> when you look and you're like, oh man, I, they have they have thought about the modeler. They have thought about yeah. how do we make this some of these you know, issues or some of these items that are typically a pain for other kits. How do we, how do we keep the mojo? How do we keep making them the modeler happy? Hey, and Damien nails it, man.
0: Newsflash. Think about the modeler and not the bottom line. And yep. your bottom line will take care of itself.
1: That is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it. Yeah. it you know, but yeah, I think clear parts are just, Oof! man. Or, I mean, or, you know, and, Go ahead. Oh, I was going
3: to say too. Oh, uh, well you go, go ahead. And I'll finish up the clear parts parts. <laughs> I have another mojo killer. that just, is like <laughs> high up on my list that just sucks the life right out of you. And you yeah, just get man. so defeated.
1: I would say clear parts are, man, I, I got <laughs> all of my squirrels that are kind of in their cages. Yeah. They're waiting clear part attachment. And yeah I'm just it, it, and why because you have very little room for air that's yeah. why clear parts are and stressful. that's what and that's what it is everyone's you know, worried about
2: miring that yep. the the clear surface you know uh, you yeah, can't hide yeah. a you can't hide a screw up with paint when it comes to a clear part. Yep. and yep. I think that's what a that, yep. that's what a lot of people tr- are trying to avoid when it comes to when, yep. when it comes to building kits.
0: So my background in the Navy is an Amy. I dealt with acrylic, stretched acrylic canopies, uh, windscreens, blah, blah, blah. And when it comes to modeling, everything's got to be crystal clear and just as pretty as it can be. And in real life, that's just not the case. So... I know I'm diving down a different rabbit hole, but I think it's one we need to tackle at some point. At what point is modeling supposed to be, I guess it goes back to artistic or realistic, doesn't it? We kind of touched on it before in a previous episode, but scratches on a canopy is not a bad thing. I have quit trying to get that perfect finish on a canopy and started to say, well, if I've got a helmet scratch here or there, or a belt buckle scratch here or there, or it's got a little, uh, uh, what do you call it the uh rainbow effect or you know light scratches i don't care that's the way it really is so
1: yeah i mean i i agree i think you know i i I do love the look of a crystal clear canopy i do too because it takes because it takes some skill to get that that look however we've all flown an aircraft man my windscreens were so jacked up Yeah, canopies were jacked i mean they were scratched to hell and back and um you know, but in but we're but thinking about it in scale. It'd be really yeah, hard to in, in you know. Scale. That's the whole yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, if, if you take and you just
1: polish it with some Tamiya polishing compound and call it a day. But well, sometimes you have something in the in the in the plastic that has nothing to do with the modeler. Like for example, if there's a hairline crack, oh, we're not story. getting rid of that. Yep. There's no polishing. That's true. And, nope. and they'll ding, Madame Ding will ding the hell out of you or, at a show.
0: Or cloudy. I have a seen cra- them, Oh, no. you got
1: a crack canopy. I'm like, it came like that.
0: Or cloudy. No matter how much or, you polish it, it's just cloudy, cloudy, cloudy. Sometimes it happens. Yep. yep.
1: Okay. Yep. Yep. I see that point. Yeah. And it, but those will, again, that's just the sound of the mojo gets sucked <laughs> get out of your soul. Oh, here's
3: another one. Let me paint a picture
1: for, for you. Old, oh, let it go, man. Let it go. Let it out. It's here, it, brother. So Let's here hear you it. are.
3: You're going through. You're getting ready to tackle the canopy, the clear part, your windscreen. You get it tackled. It's looking tits, right? It's looking awesome. You're proud. You're patting yourself on the back. The sun has come out. There's birds chirping. Cats and dogs are living together. And then you look, and the light just catches it just right. And you've got a damn ghost scene going down the top of your fuselage that you didn't see and you've already got your model part of it's deckled already. You already got it painted. You're getting ready to go into that final stretch and the damn
1: ghost seam appears.
3: Ghost seams. Get those them. Damn things right. will get you every time. Yep.
2: You'll see ghost them seams. on my S3 sitting over there. Everyone's like, Oh man, that looks awesome. Hey, thanks. And everything like that. But Tracker then when does see it in, yeah. when you see it in real life. Yep. It'll be, oh. Cause it, cause that exact thing happened to me when I was, uh, well, drilling little tiny holes to put my antenna, you know, that's like one of the last things I do. And just that little bit of pressure caused a little seam to show up. And I was like, Oh man.
1: Yeah. Why do that, that's yeah. That's, ghost seams will just, they'll ruin your day. I mean, that is again, mojo killer. And I know Darren, you've talked before about some, there's a couple of them that just make your blood boil and make you want to quit. Well, you know? yeah. So
0: I, I know I, I rant a little bit about the engineering deal. I, I think it's, uh, I think that that's just a bad deal. Right. I, but that's a different, maybe that's a different episode. We need to talk about quality, <laughs> quality kits. But I think, yeah. I think probably my biggest mojo killer is, and I've got several kits around here that are just sitting, waiting for this. And that is, you, you, you've got on your list fiddly bits. And yes, I hate doing fiddly bits because I'm always afraid I'm going to screw something up, especially with the finish fiddly of my paint bits. when it comes to putting oh. landing gear doors on or antennas or whatever. I'm always afraid i to finish up or screw up my paint. But for me, fiddly bits yep. and ordinance. Oh, I ordinance. hate doing ordinance. I get to ordinance and I'm like... I quit. I'll stop. I'm out. I'll stop. <laughs> I would rather... <laughs> Build an airplane with nothing but a drop tank hanging under it
1: <laughs> because of ordnance. Yeah. And, and you should build all adversary the, birds, man. Just yeah. put a drop tank or two and you're done.
0: You, you, know, you, you, know? you get to the fiddly. You talk about fiddly? Oh. Ordnance decals.
1: Oh, fins, oh yes. Oh.
2: But nothing yeah. makes ordnance look cooler than that,
0: though. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. You know? It's just so time consuming. I mean, remember point, when that stuff ready. didn't even
2: exist? Yeah, you know, I do. And, and, I mean, it does, I used to not even put stuff on my, you know, ordinance yeah. tanks, anything. I just wouldn't do it. And then I would, uh, you know, this goes back to my, we talked last episode about going to shows for the first time. And I was going to shows for the first time and seeing things loaded up with unique configurations and things like that. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's what I need to be doing putting those bombs on the, you know, and then when you get into like depicting a particular aircraft and a particular mission and things like that, then of course it, it really opens you up to, uh, you know, choosing some, uh, different loadouts and things like that. You know, loadouts wasn't even a word until like the mid nineties.
0: Well, you know, (laughs) I've, I've got all the way down to my, uh, so my one and only, uh, desert storm build for the 30th anniversary. And that is y'all know i'm doing aircraft 310 it's an aircraft i launched off saratoga uh the first night and now i'm down to doing two sidewinders <laughs> a sparrow three harm a drop tank and a flare pod cool and i'm like that's awesome Oh my God! It's just it's bra it's all brazen. I'm like all these little pieces I got to put together. Everything's got to be painted individually. No, they're kits within mm. a kit. They are kits within a kit. So
1: just, just drop those suckers off at me and Whitey's house, and we'll we'll buy big boop. They'll be yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Well, you I know, I think we're
0: we're gonna talk just
2: about you a couple of beers. That's all. We, yeah.
0: We're gonna talk. You've had a couple of beers over here, my friend.
2: <laughs> well, and that's and that's but, that's rolling <laughs> shots in sort fired. Of like- <laughs> But, hey, and that's, but what that's did I show a, up with next time I come?
0: Yeah, that's true. that's
2: true. True statement. All right. Then he drank
0: all those too. A six pack and he drank over half those, but that's a whole different story. <laughs>
2: oh, I brought you a 12 E. Don't lie. <laughs> don't lie to the audience.
0: But uh, I know we're going to talk about how to get the mojo back here in a few minutes. And I know well, that,
1: you, you hit on it, man. Well, so how, do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, so how do you do that? So we talked about what sucks it away. How do you get it back?
0: Well, we talked about the ordinance side of it because this is a discussion we had here over maybe a couple of beers or twenty, and uh, we came up with do all the ordinance up front,
2: do it yeah. first. If that's what you hate, then get it out of the way first. Do it first. Yeah, while you're that's while a, you're excited yeah. about the project, you know,
0: maybe change up change up the process a little bit, make it different. Do the yeah.
2: gear first.
0: Do the gear first. But then Actually, runs try the, the spot. You
3: know? If you have to put flat spots, then you're going to have.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to. I think some of the hardest mojo killers to overcome are the fit and engineering because you can't quote do those first. No, nah,
0: there ain't nothing you, know, you can do about that's,
1: that. Ain't nothing you can do about that. But what you can do though is, I think for me, when I'm if i because we all go through the ups and the the trials and tribulations of building models, and part of the issue is that sometimes I'm just not emotionally invested in a topic. I just don't care. I'm not, it's not a model that of of an aircraft that I either flew in or have some emotional connection to. And that those are the ones that I feel like I hardly ever lose my I Like the, the, the Hornet that I built, uh, the adversary Hornet that I built, I wanted that model built from the day I saw that aircraft. I was like, I have, got to have one of those built and it took me eight or nine months to build that thing. And I never put it away. I, I worked through the front end issues uh, of that Hasegau kit, getting it to line up correctly. I worked with, you know, the, the the slats and the flaps and the burner cans and the gear and everything associated with that kit. That is an absolute pain. And I pushed through all of it because I was emotionally connected and really Really wanted to see that model finished, and I did, and 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 it wasn't. I mean, it was wasn't that bad um, when I finally got com- finished. But man, some.
0: <laughs> Are you ready to do another one?
1: No. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> so motivation then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So motivation for me huge it was. Factor. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a huge uh, that personal connection yeah. to the subject. It helped me push through because I, oh, I, just wanted to see it finished.
0: That's and, what's doing it for and, me too, my friend. It, it's huge. You, yeah. Yep.
1: You got it. You just gotta. Well, dude, you got to push through. Yeah. That's why it. I
2: choose subjects that are. Uh, they start like that, like you know, I'm I'm not gonna just build an ME 109. Uh, I'm gonna have you know that's why there's none in my collection. Uh, I, something's got to trigger me to to, to build a one hundred and nine, and there's just yeah, nothing out yeah. there. The, you know, the fact that there's forty million of them out there sitting on the contest table alone makes me go, no, I don't want to build one. Uh,
0: what about that? What about the one hundred and ten that came screaming across the dirt uh, runway now,
2: down there? Pungo man, just the one hundred and ten. Was that a one hundred and nine or? or uh, if they had a one hundred and ten, that'd be something. No, but exactly that, the one hundred and nine. Yeah, seeing that thing down there live in person, uh, and hearing and everything like that, yeah. that, that, that made me kind of want to build one. So maybe I need to go and see it again here in a few <laughs> weeks at this show. I might have, well, I yeah. might I might go to that, that would be so much fun, man. I want to go. It would be, you okay. know, and
3: like with a tracker, that's kind of why it took me oh my God. over three have to years. Take a shot again. mojo. Sucked out of me, and then, but I want—I've always wanted a tracker, and I just like the way it looks, you know, with the wings folded, and I had this vision of how I wanted it to be, and I'm not gonna let an, an inanimate object kick my ass, and so come hell or high water, I was gonna wrestle this thing to the ground, and I pushed through, and I'm glad I did. I mean, I mean, you guys know how long I've been working on that thing, and Darren was with me when I was doing the damn antennas. Across the top of the fuselage, it took me I think two days to do because they kept coming off. I wasn't there for two and, days, and I almost chucked that sucker. Almost colonized it, but you I guys just have stepped a sleep back. Over? No,
0: <laughs> no
3: sleepovers. <laughs> I wasn't there hang, for hang, two hang, days,
2: hanging in the bunk room. No, yeah. <laughs> look at that. You know, I, you're not going just, anywhere, buddy. Uh, <laughs> not until so
1: I,
3: I just, get these
2: antennas on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just stepped away from it, you know. Thought about yeah, it, you know. All right. Cause you get to that point, and I, I know I'm famous for it. When I'm coming to the end of a build, then I find myself I'll start rushing, yep. and I have to catch myself. <gasps> Say like, it no stupid. so. For like, the no rush at
1: the end of a build, no.
3: I'm like, don't do it. And so then I'll I'll take a step back, and I'll just you know, I mean, I may stop for the night and come back to it the next day. And now I'm like more focused, and I'm yeah. I'm, and I'm just glad that I caught myself now. So I'm good at catching myself. And I start doing shit stuff. And I'm like, oh, nope, I'm doing it again. I got to step away. And at that point, I just step away. I go grab a beer or whatever. And I'll go watch TV and sit my ass on the couch. The next thing I know, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I got to go to
0: bed. So, yeah. Wise man once told me, there ain't no shortcuts. There nope.
3: Ain't no shortcuts. And so sometimes no it's just best to walk away. Yeah, stepping turned, away,
2: man. And now he turn the
3: light off and then come back to it tomorrow.
0: He tells me there I've ain't done no done that shortcuts. shortcuts. And now he thinks I'm cheating on my
1: cockpits. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you didn't though. I didn't cheat. That's the that's the key. Make it look like you're cheating, but you but you're not. You didn't cheat. That's that's good. That's skills. Yeah, I I, I think another thing for for me how to get the mojo back if i'm just kind of not into building or whatever whether it's work or it's a kit that i'm you know working on or whatever um going to a model show will yes, get sir. me yep. inspired yep. man you see a kit and something that somebody you know just you're like whoa that is just it just it does is it it, it, it lights that fire again and, and gets you to want to go build something i mean you know it, it it, it, it absolutely does. And, uh, yeah. So for me, going to shows, hanging out with your buddies, just going to a model club meeting, talking with guys. Yeah. It'll, that'll help get your mojo back. I think, you know, or just go, go buy it to me a kit, go yeah. buy it to me a kit and, and that'll help you get uh, your mojo back. Cause you're just like, this is just, it's just fun.
0: I actually, got, I actually got into a really bad mojo rut here a couple of years ago. Eh, 18 months, two years ago. And uh, the mojo, the advice came from a buddy of mine, uh, Vince, you know who you are. He popped off and he says, you just need to finish something. Just, I mean, build a, grab something off the shelf that'll take you 48 hours. Just don't worry about detailing. Don't worry about you know, uh, doing this or doing that, just pull something off the shelf and take it from start to completion. So I did it in, in over in grumpy old scale modeler, my Facebook group, I initiated a 72 hour group build, pulled off your shelf built in 72 hours. And we did that, man. I pulled a little 72nd scale P 47, high P 47 off the the shelf and we started, we finished it, and absolutely correct. Sometimes you just got to reset and and not think about all of the technical stuff. This has to be perfect. That panel line has to be perfect. You know, the silvering decals, the, uh, you know, and just build something for the fun of it. And it kind of brings it back. You know, it was good advice. It really worked. so. That's one of my mojo things to bring mojo back. I think it's that's a lot. That's that was good advice.
1: Yeah. It's always, I mean, you know, for one reason or another, you know, you'll lose interest in a kit. I mean, I've had, I've, I've just, I've had several. There's a, there's a kit in my, on the shelf right now that it went together well. It's engineered well. I didn't have to put a lot of effort into getting, you know, to the point where it is just literally ready for paint. What happened? I don't know. I just kind of lost interest in it. I, 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 I I'll eventually finish it, but not, not, not anytime soon because I just kind of was like, well, this is kind of not really lighting the fire anymore. Nothing that the kit, there was nothing wrong with the kit. In fact, the hard parts are over. The kit's built. It's appreciated. It's ready to be painted. it's, the gear fit nice. The door, the ordinance is, is done. It's ready. Cockpit's done. Seat's done. So gotta do the clear, the canopy, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's ready. I, I just, I just lost interest. That was it. And I'll probably, it'll probably take me seeing that particular aircraft either in person or, um, in a museum or seeing that, uh, that built kit at a show to get me, Interested in it again? That's the SU seventeen that I was working on. Uh, you know, SU twenty two. SU oh 17, yeah. Not, I don't understand why that's not done. I just I just lost interest in it. Didn't do anything. It did. I, no, there's real. nothing wrong with it. The fitter. Yeah. Just. Yep. I I think I think if I had to put my finger on why I lost interest, it's because I really wanted the wings spread and the flaps down and the kit doesn't allow you to spread the wings and put flaps down it allows you to spread the wings and put slats down and all i had to do was probably cut do some cutting but i just i so now i have an su-22 su-17 that is ready for paint looks great it's it's cool look i mean it's it's no issues at all yeah i'm just i wanted the wing spread
0: it's funny you mentioned that. I, I just mentioned that the other day that I really wanted to do a fitter. I was watching Spencer Pollard's older video. I think it's about three years old now. He did the uh, Kitty Hawk. Yep. And uh. Yep. And I was a little disappointed to see, even with those spread, mm-hmm. you could spread the wings, but you couldn't put the flaps down. It there was just no. Yeah. There's no provision for it. But then he said that yeah. all of the static pictures, they're all. F- Streamlined, so he he didn't really find any references with them. Uh, it's cool yeah, I just, looking, I, you know, but you can't yeah, do that with the I, Tomcat either.
1: Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, yeah, it, it just depends on what you have in your head. To me, an SU twenty seven looks like I'm sorry, an SU twenty two or seventeen looks like an SU twenty two or seventeen with the with the the wings extended and the flaps down. To me, that's just that's what I wanted in my head, and yeah. I realized I can't, I I didn't do it, and yeah, I just kind of lost interest, but the kit actually goes together. Really? If anybody's interested in buying that hobby boss, SU 22 or 17, it's, it's a, it's a really nice kit. I, I, I have enjoyed it so far. I just kind of, wah, 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 I just realized, meh, probably you know. cheaper. So I'll, I'll finish it one of these days.
0: Probably cheaper than the alternative too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, um, I think that was another really good topic. um, You know, mojo killers, they are poor fit, poor engineering, decals, clear parts, fiddly bits, you know, that's just, that'll, that'll suck the life right out of you. And I think we've all agreed the best way to get it back is, you know, uh, going to model shows, being inspired. You know, I think that'll really, that it'll, it'll really help you. So I hope you, hope you guys have enjoyed this particular topic. Uh, it was certainly uh, fun to talk about. Um, so I think that about wraps up uh, the main topic. So we'll we'll uh, again just want to move on real quick to a couple thank yous. And I, you know what? I don't know if I've done this yet, but I'm going to do it today. And I didn't really talk about this, but I'm going to thank Darren, and I'm going to thank Whitey, I'm going to thank Frill for making the best damn podcast out there and being a great group of guys oh and man I enjoy, I enjoy this more than you guys could think uh, about this is awesome stop you guys i'm, are blushing. You guys help I'm blushing you guys you guys help me keep my mojo going and i it, mean that it, so,
0: that's a true st- you know what you my mojo is that's a hundred times like uh, it
1: never thought it would be
0: man yeah
1: yeah how, how many kits
3: was... are you guys up to this year being done completed kits oh, completed kits
1: well, this year I'm not doing so good. I think I finished one. You
0: got the tracker, actually. I got the. Uh, I've got one.
1: I got the tracker, the McLaren. I'll yep. have this. Uh, I got the martyr one. Oh no, no, no! I got my forty-eight hour build. My P forty-seven. Yeah, I've
0: got. I've got my oh, Yui. Man. I've got the Salber. I I will have the P fifty-one done. The scooter done. I have the Hornet done.
2: Look at that! I'll That's have a Mojo bunch done. Right there. Yeah, man. Okay. And all that mojo well on my way mojo yeah. is dead mojo yeah. is not dead no
1: yeah mojo is <laughs> not dead the mojo is flowing with the geeks so anyway i want to say thank you to my fellow geeks because well, i wouldn't be working on 20 kits at once if i wasn't if oh, I, I didn't so. have the mojo flowing I want to say, <laughs> thank,
0: thanks scott That's yeah cool. you're right.
1: welcome my friend no, thank you guys you. are thank awesome you. hell yeah also want to just say thank you to, to all the listeners out there, fellow geeks. You guys are that, that's why we do this. We do this uh, to provide some entertainment, some friendly banter, um, you know, some colorful commentary. Uh, we really enjoy doing it. And I hope you guys, uh, you know, really uh, enjoy listening. And that's why we're going to keep doing it just uh, um, for you guys out there. Again, uh, if you guys can give us a five star rating, it's your favorite, uh, podcast forum, uh, that really, really helps us out. I uh, really appreciate that. And then spread the word on the as well. Um, spread it with your buddies or some of your friends, you know, family, whatever, um, get the, get the word out about the model geeks. And, and if you've got topics or you've got show ideas, shoot them to us. Let us know. We're always looking for, um, different items and, and, and different, um, Uh, topics for shows tips techniques all that kind of good stuff you know i think that's something that um you know you uh, we really appreciate uh the the information flow and you guys um sending us your your thoughts you know it makes the show um all that uh just so much better um Darren did you want was there something that you wanted to throw in there or you
0: yeah real quick I want to touch one more time on the uh, patreon page. Uh, if you would like to support us uh, again you can do it one or two ways. you can go out there and you can click our PayPal me link on the in the show notes uh, under support the Geeks or uh, the little heart icon coin icon up in the uh, top corner of our website. The second way, again, is the Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash Model Geeks. Check that out, uh, several different tiers. Uh, Again, the third tier gets you into our private Facebook group where we will be giving some giveaways and doing some. As a matter of fact, I want to throw this out there real quick. Uh, Sprue Brother is one of our top tier patreons and our june giveaway is going to be it was donated by sprue Brother. thank you very much gordon and and all the folks over there but is the ming super hornet so that gives you kind of an idea of what we're talking about here as far as giveaways go if you want to be a part of that uh then i would suggest you to go over there and take a look at that There's more exclusive content that you can uh, enjoy by being a Patreon member. It helps us out uh, to offset, like I said before, our production costs. But what's left, because we're not doing the podcast for profit, this goes back into you, the listener. And uh, there's going to be more giveaways we want to give back to you guys too. So uh, join the community, uh, take a look, and uh, hope to see you guys over there really do so yeah awesome. i wanted to give that little plug
1: yeah cool well thanks darren well again great group of dudes uh great audience and another great episode um hope everybody enjoyed it as much as uh, as we have uh making it um thanks to all the model geeks out there for downloading and listening to us uh again uh dude dude do what you can to try to reach out to us Um, send us some emails Um, hop on our facebook page Uh, you know appreciate all the input and all the ideas it's awesome and uh but between now and then be excellent to each other and get out there and build something all right all right you guys take care what's out from the geeks we'll see you
0: later see you man good night everybody see you at the show